This podcast replay is brought to you by HialeahParkCasino.com. From the loosest slots in the state to one of the most comfortable poker rooms in South Florida. Enjoy their smoke-free casino at HialeahParkCasino.com. Alrighty, good afternoon boys and girls, welcome aboard to the program, we are ready to rock, we are ready to roll, yes, the one and only Sean Stanley mastering the show, thank you all out there for tuning in, for supporting us like you do every single day, yes. and, and Lewis, uh, we're sorry for being late, It's <laughs> always one every week that doesn't know. You know, but I'm sure we get new people listening to the show and watching the show and following it, and they don't really know the whole the whole deal that you know Thursdays is the afternoon show. So that's kind of the way it is. Anyway, good afternoon, one and all. We are where we always are on Thursday afternoons at High Leah Park, home of the loosest slots in. Florida. That's right. Nobody has looser slots, and it is all documented right here at Hylia Park. And we've got your no regret first bet going on. So use that QR code right there. You got to go to the Hylia Park website. And remember, when you open your account, because it's assisted with the Hard Rock, but if you already have a Hard Rock account, you can't use the same phone number or email. You've got to use a different phone number or email to open this account so you can get the no regret first bet $100. So check it out. All right, make sure. Anyway, uh, I see uh, Horn Dog. Good afternoon. This Shula story screams desperation or a distraction to hide some hidden BS with the team. Horn Dog, brother, you couldn't have read this more wrong. Okay? You couldn't be more off, but that's all right. Because a lot of you are slanted and it's negative. So anything you look at, you try to create some kind of um, conspiracy theory. You know, like you have the idiots now with uh, Taylor Swift, which it's just a woman in love with a man and a man in love with a woman and that's it. But, you know, you've got your far right idiots, you know, making a whole bunch of deal out of it when it's nothing. Well, same here, uh, Horn Dog. Don't make anything out of this. Okay, let me, I guess this is a subject we got to broach right away and talk about it right away. Okay, let me explain to you all what's going on here. And Horn Dog, listen up really good, okay? This is nothing but a favor. Okay? Nobody was calling Shula for a job. Nobody. Okay? And we happen to have a history with Shula that's richer than anybody else. So this is Chris Greer, okay, doing a solid for the Shula family that means a lot to the Dolphin organization, my friend. All this is is, hey, let's bring him in. Let's give him the, the, the experience. You, you, know, you know the Rooney rule is there because it forces you to bring a minority in, right? But while you're forcing that minority that you may not want to hire – that minority is getting the experience of st actually sitting in front of people and going through the process of what's it like to be hired to be a head coach, a general manager, a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator, whatever it is. And so Shula has zero experience in interviewing in that process. 
this is nothing more than a favor to the young man. That's all it is. And there's not, by the way, this is a super classy thing to do by the Dolphin organization, by Chris Greer and company. This is a super classy thing to do because nobody else is going to bring him in at the moment because he's a young guy in this business. He's only been in it seven years with McVay. He was teammates with McVay in college, and he's been with McVay from the get-go, and all it is is doing the young man a solid. He has no shot at the job. None. Nada. Nay. He will not get hired in any way, shape, or form by the Dolphins or 31 other teams. Not right now, but maybe he's climbing and they gave him an opportunity to interview for a defensive coordinator position because that's the next thing in line for him after he's been a linebackers coach and pass rush coordinator for all these years. So, Horndog, dude, don't overreact. Don't get all crazy about this. Don't look into this. This isn't the Dolphins bringing him in because they're serious about hiring him. This isn't because he's considered some kind of a candidate here or anywhere else. This is just, hey, we're in the process of doing it. Let's do him a favor. He's a Shula guy. He's a Shula, Shula family means a lot to our team. Let's, let's help him out in this process so somebody will open the door for him so at least he knows whenever he really has an opportunity, he's going to know how it feels like to interview for that process so he'll be able to prepare for it. That's why the Rooney rule is so important. It's important because at least these minorities get to be put in that position, even if they're not going to get hired by that person, but they get the experience of it. So when somebody does bring them to the front, when they're actually serious about hiring them, they've already been through the process. They know how, to, they know how the process goes. They can prepare for the process, so they're better prepared for it. And every interview you do, Horn Dog, is a positive. So do not look into anything about this. This is the Miami Dolphins organization and Chris Greer and Tom Garfinkel doing a solid for a family that means a shit ton to us. Okay? The, the, our first football family, our one and only football family, Shula. So... This is nothing more than doing a solid, a super classy move by the Dolphins, by Tom Garfinkel, by, by Chris Greer. This is as classy a move as it gets. Okay? That's all this is. Nothing more, nothing less. So don't make it out more than what it is. Just like it's just Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. That's all it is. Two people that happen to be very famous and looks like they might have found love. That's it. But if you morons out there want to make it more than it is, you go ahead, morons. Continue to be the morons that you continue to display constantly. Did you see the money she's bringing into the Super Bowl ads now? Because of the, the makeup and everything else now? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's just stupid, bro. Uh, just no. What I laugh is the morons that are that are going after him. It's like, and they're creating all kinds of stuff. Like, man, you you losers have no lives. Uh, it's really it's 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 laughable, is what it is. 
Uh, anyway, so just let it go already. Got it, Horn Dog? Are we good on that? You got it now? Did I enlighten you? Did I enlighten all of you out there? Did you have that friend that was pissed off about about interviewing? Was it Chris Shula? Chris Shula. Yeah. Was, oh my God. I, I had a friend of mine too. Oh, well, what are they doing? I'm like, bro, relax, dude. It, it's a PR thing. Relax. This this is a good thing for for Chris Shula. They're doing him a favor. When I explained it to him, he calmed the hell down. He goes, "Are you sure about this?" And I go, "Yeah, man. Relax. Uh, this isn't nothing. It's nothing." This is a, a super classy move by the Dolphins. That's all it is. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, Inter Miami taking another pounding. You know, Giovanni, it's, um, it, it's, I don't care about the losing. It's preseason. It doesn't mean anything. But I'll tell you what means something. Messi's already injured. And this isn't hindsight. You know it ain't hindsight. I've been saying this for a while now, haven't I? Oh, so you got U.S. Open Cup games? Oh, oh you've got the what's that? Uh, what's that crossover thing with the Mexican League? Um, no, not champion. No, but you have a Champions Cup coming up because they qualified for it. Yeah, dude. No, and we've got the MLS. We've got you know all this crap that's going, and then all these exhibitions and and you're setting up these matches. And I said this already for the last couple of months. Like, are you expecting Messi to play all these games? Are you expecting him to stay healthy for all these games? Do you know he's in his mid-30s? I get it. You got to make your money. And by the way, they also followed me when I said they, they filled the more seats. They filled more corners. Didn't I say that? You, you have to fill three of the four corners. Didn't I say that? Okay? At first, they only filled one corner. I was like, wow, they left out the other two? No. Now they added them. Now. Because there's one corner you can't fill because you have the... The Heineken, I don't even know if it, it was called the Heineken Center when we were there. They built boxes? In the southwest corner, which is where we used to check in at. You remember yeah. the one that went out to the right. field right there? exactly. They put boxes there and then regular seats in the other ones. Exactly. And then, of course, the Heineken one, you can't really do. Well, I guess you could kind of do no, you, seating up. In but there. Not, in, Unless well, you maybe add but something But actually, that's their way in. Well, no, that's only on the, they go through the locker room. You know, room I was thinking you thing. can add something on top of that roof. Yeah, you could have some kind of like a party type thing up there. Like what they do with Wrigley Field outside mm-hmm. and the other buildings. That oh, they have that bleachers. too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you could do some shit like, like a that. viewing deck. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could do something like that. Yeah, you hey, probably don't want people up there partying. I just thought about after I said it, I'm like, I don't know if you want people on the roof partying. No, 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 no. You want them watching the game bleachers, you know, put them up there and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, and, and to me it's not about the pounding or anything. Cause it's preseason, Giovanni. I don't really give a shit about preseason. I don't take preseason seriously in any way. Uh, and they're not trying. You think Jordi Alba really gives a shit about preseason? Or Busquets? Or Messi? Or they don't give a shit about an exhibition. You know, this is just a whore fest that they're going on right now in the last couple of games. That they've scheduled all these international matches because it's a whore fest. They've paid a boatload to bring them over, and they've got to create whatever revenue streams they can. And playing a game at Al-Halal will produce way more money than playing the Dallas Stars. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to produce that much money. So it's, I, I, I totally understand what they're doing, you know? The, the broadcast fees when you're playing in these other countries and all that, you're, you're selling all that. You're, you're making money. Hand over fist, so I get it. You're selling a bunch of messy jerseys, all that. But like I said, for months now, 
I get you got to make your money back. I know you've made. Uh, God bless the 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 Moss brothers. They have made an investment that I would say only Stephen Ross would be this crazy to do this. Mickey Arison, no way in the world would do what the Moss brothers have done. No way in the world. No shot. Okay. In fact, to get the arena that they had, he footed the bill, and then they paid him back. That's not what the Moss brothers have done in Fort Lauderdale or in Miami. They're paying for it. Mickey Harrison would never do that. Okay? Not even close. Viola and Sifu, not sure if they would do it. They spend, but I don't know if they would go that crazy. Stephen Ross would be the only one that I would think. Obviously, I'm not even going to mention the other team that's in Miami, that, that, that owner doesn't have two pennies to rub together. So, you know, um, they, they I, I have much respect for the Moss brothers. And I understand that they've got to get back return for their investment. But um, you have put your team at risk but because you're, you're ma- everybody wants to see Messi, but everybody can't. You know, it's what I tell a lot of young broadcasters when they get into this gig, which is really tough, what I tell them. Be yourself. Don't try to make everybody else happy or the people you work for happy all the time because then you're never going to be happy and you're going to be miserable because all you're doing is walking around trying to make everybody else happy except yourself. Be yourself. And that's hard to be yourself because there's too many politics involved. But it's the only way to survive. And I get it. I get what's going on here. But you have put stuff at risk here. And I don't know. I don't know. Very few people would do this. The Moss Brothers have done it. And I, I commend them for it. But they are crossing a threshold that's very, very risky. Because, unfortunately, you can't make everybody happy. So you can't have 4,000 games and expect Messi to play in all of them and make everybody happy. So you're going to have to have less games and charge more. And that's it. And, and unfortunately, it's an exclusive club, but it is what it is. But if you think you can spread it out and play so many games with Messi, that's not going to be satisfactory because you're going to end up that he's going to miss most of the games because he's broken down. And, and, and to his credit, when he plays, he plays hard. To his credit. And he wants to stay in games and he wants to finish matches. To his credit, he's, he is a gym rat. You can tell that he's a gym rat. But, and these are the kind of guys that you have to protect from themselves. They are the worst in that sense. Because they will play and, and they, will, they, they will go all out all, all the way. You got something there? Speaking of the gym raps, rats, mm-hmm. uh, you know your boy uh, LeBron, rat? NAD. A rat? Oh, I'm sorry, NAD, what happened? They, they play the Celtics tonight. Oh. But they okay. decided to take the night off. They're both out. It's in Boston, by the way. <laughs> so if you're in Boston, you're paid to see uh, LeBron and AD. Uh, today's, uh, we're going to miss it. Oh, man. Uh, who's number one? Frankie Fresco was number one this morning. And some people were asking uh, your thoughts on the Chris Shula for defensive coordinator. Rewind. 
We just uh, was Frankie Fresco number one because I have it here as Frankie, but it might have gotten refreshed already. And he was number one. All right. And then Brooklyn Rob. Yes, I actually got more um, uh, uh, more kryptonite because it was in the low sixes. Uh, I got a little more Van Archain. Um, what else? And Bitcoin. Uh, I got a little Bitcoin. I got a little Bitcoin like a day and a half ago when it was in the 42 range or something. It just got a little bit. Not too much. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still buying, man. I'm not, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm not, because I know that in a couple weeks, maybe another month and a half, uh, it's going to pop where I won't buy again. It will be over already. My buying will be done and it's just going to go, and it's going to fly. So, there you go. I'm looking forward to it. Good job by you, Brooklyn Rob. Uh, Gus Gus 1388, Jamie Zoria. And he reminds everybody to hit that like button. People, I get here and there are three comments before me and no likes. Zero. Nothing. That's right. And remember, hitting the like button and leaving doesn't really help. It's actually watch time. You know, like leaving it watching, like running, that's what really benefits us. Because if you pop in, hit the like button and leave, and you were there for two seconds, that actually really hurts us a lot too. It's good to hit the like button, but then you hurt us because you were there for two seconds, you know? So it's uh, just to kind of walk you through it, you know, if you want to be supportive of the show in a way and really help us, it's time viewing, man. That's always the best. That's why I say, if you got to walk away, let it play. Walk away, let it play. Let it play. It's good for us. Uh, let's see what else. Hero respected the hierarchy and did not hijack the offense, not the big three. Well, it's not a big three anyways, but uh, I all this hero stuff, I don't buy any of this crap. Uh, Omar says, I like Shula getting the interview. Dolphins doing their due diligence, not rushing, although I believe an experienced coordinator should be the call. Yes. It's not due diligence. It's just a favor for him. They are doing their due diligence, by the way. And let me tell you where I have changed my mind on the defensive coordinator position for the Miami Dolphins and where I think the Dolphins are really going to end up going. Because at first glance, we all know Mike has to hit on this. He has to hit on the defensive coordinator because he has to fix his offensive issues and his lack of discipline and his uh, and the lack of organization in his world because he he can't even get a play in on time and that's pathetic. Okay? He can't even help his quarterback by getting a play in on time so the quarterback can make the adjustments, make the changes, change the protections or something. No. So he's got a lot of things to fix. Okay, so I was thinking about that. But if you hire Hill or you hire Campanelli or Slowick, right? Is it Slowick? Yeah, Slowick, right? Ryan Slowick. Um, they're kind of unproven. I know Hill did it a little bit, but still unproven. You still don't know if they're going to be great at it. You may have to kind of police it a little bit. You may have to slow walk it a little bit. Now, if you go hire a Brandon Staley, a Leslie Frazier, then all of a sudden you're like, Okay, and now I can go worry about the things that O just talked about. 
And I, I, the defense is on, on cruise control, like I did with Vic. Just let him go, and, and that's uh, because Brandon Staley runs the same, same defense that Fangio does. And he's a really good defensive coordinator. He sucks as a head coach, but so does Fangio. Right? There's lots of people. Wade Phillips sucked as a head coach. I'll take him as my defensive coordinator every day of the week and twice on Sundays. I'll take Romeo Cronell as my defensive coordinator, not my head coach. There's lots of those guys around in the history of the game that they're fantastic coordinators. They just aren't very good head coaches. So don't hold it against Brandon Staley. And then here's the other part of it. Brandon Staley's an experienced defensive coordinator. He's a successful defensive coordinator. That's why he got a head coaching opportunity. And he coaches the same kind of defense that Fangio runs. Exactly. Pretty much to a T. Sure, he'll add his wrinkles or whatever, but basically it's the same thing. So that means you don't have to change a lot of players. You don't have to change the scheme a whole lot. You may have to change the, uh, what's it called, the wording of it. That's about it. But if you think about it, actually what is making more sense is that you hire Brandon Staley or a Leslie Frazier to a lesser extent. But you bring in a proven defensive coordinator, which is what you need. Because Slowick, Hill, uh, Chris Campbell, Chris Griffin, all these kind of coaches that you've interviewed, and Chris Shula, uh, they don't have that, that, that experience. So you're rolling the dice on a very important third year that it's the pivot year for Mike McDaniel. It's either the year that they determine he stays or he goes. You're going to hire Brandon Staley or Leslie Frazier to a lesser extent. You're hiring an experienced defensive coordinator. And it's looking more and more and more and more and more and more like Brandon Staley should get hired. That's what it's looking like. Okay? So... I, I think I, I was wrong in thinking you go from within for continuity purposes. You could go Brandon Staley for continuity and for proven. That, you, that question will not need to be answered. He is a made defensive coordinator. People love Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator. Everybody hates Brandon Staley, the head coach. That was, that was as bad as it gets. Okay, so that's where I would change my tune and say, yeah, no, I think we're going to go the veteran route instead. It makes more sense. The continuity route makes sense, but here you can get continuity and proven veteran. That's the combination that Ronaldo Hill, Slowick, Chris Griffin, uh, Chris Shula, and Chris Campanelli. There's a lot of Chris's interviewing. Um, that's, that's a lot. They don't bring the proven, and that's where it changes. Okay? A little super chat. How would you feel about Ron Rivera as a D.C., and do you think he'd be willing to be a D.C. this season? Well, he already said he wants to be a D.C. He wants to coach. Uh, this season before possibly being back in a head coaching circuit next offseason. Thanks. So I don't think he gets another head coaching job again. How do you like them apples? I think Ron Rivera 
coached his last game as a head coach with the Washington Commanders. I don't believe he'll be hired again as a head coach. As a defensive coordinator, I can see somebody maybe next year taking a chance on him. I don't, I don't want him here for Miami. I want Brandon Staley now for the continuity purposes and for the experience. Whereas Ron Rivera would not bring the continuity because he would run a different defense. So, no. I'll, I'll pass on, on, on my friend, Ron Rivera, because uh, I got to be objective. I got to say Brandon Staley over Ron Rivera. I hate to say it, but I got to say it. So, sorry, Ron. You know, I love you, brother. Nothing but love for Ron Rivera. Uh, I didn't even know Shula's grandson was a coach in the league. I'll be interested to see how his career goes. By the way, I w I'm with you. I had no idea his grandson was in the league. So. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the commercial for Paramount. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a silly commercial. Not a good look for him, by the way. So. Uh, let's see. Big O McDaniel must tone down his theory of relativity, relativity complex complexity with every play call to get it in sooner and actually help to in the offense, among other things. I agree. Big O, who's your choice now for coordinator? I already told you. Um, let's see. Thanks for the answer. I'm a big Rivers fan, but I was curious about your thoughts. A Rivera fan. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Rivera fan. But I think I have to go with the continuity and, the, uh, continuity and proven, whereas with uh, Rivera, we only get proven. We don't get continuity. California Pizza Kitchen has great pizzas. I agree with that, by the way. I've been to California Pizza Kitchen. I've, I, uh, I've gone to the one in, you know, fat people, no food, bro. We are experts in food. Okay, so the California pizza kitchen that I go to every once in a while, I want to say like maybe every three or four months I run into it and I go, it's right on US-1 in between Sunrise and Oakland. It is literally next to a Krispy Kreme Donuts. That's some dangerous shit. I have some California pizza kitchen. Then I get out and I say, dessert is right here in this drive-thru. And then we go right there to Krispy Kramer. How about that? Fat people and food landmarks. We are masters. Okay? That is, that is our domain. Right here. You know? Uh, always. Just like that. I'm going to a concert at the Pompano Beach Amphitheater. Where am I going to stop? Dandy Donuts. Just, you know, it just, I, I, I can't help it. It's just one of those things. Uh, let's see. Big O, here's a future take that's happening in 2038. Oh, whatever. Uh, free Big FT News today. Hamilton, yeah. Hamilton and Ferrari. Yay. Wow. Huge news. Earth shocking. It's F1. I don't give a shit. Huh? Yeah, just yeah, billionaires writing checks. Yeah. 
It's like us with our Hot Wheels cars. That's that's the billionaires over there just yeah. spending money. Except right. they got people to drive them. Yeah, I have. I saw that and I was like, "Who gives a shit?" You know, that's for people that want to get into this F1 crap. You can go ahead and get into it. I I don't think F1 racing. I understand going to the event and just go to the event to experience the event once. And, you know, the names and, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you're into that, that's great. That's it. But the racing itself, I've never thought F1 is anything. It's not even close to being entertaining. There's no strategy to it. Yeah, that's it. You get out in front and it's over. You have the best engine, it's over. There's no, there, there's no even level playing field or anything. F1, to me, is the most overrated racing that exists. It's, it's as lame as it gets, dude. It's always one guy dominating. Every era. That's just how it goes. Because the one guy has the best team that spends the most money and has the best engine. And that's it. And so he wins. And he wins every single time boring as shit except for that one time he let his teammate win and they finished one too yeah right exactly yes yes uh, i i think the most overrated sport in the world is f1 racing nascar is a thousand it's entertaining the personalities it's competitive there's an even level playing field to it NASCAR, NASCAR runs rings around F1. Literally, too, because they run more rings than F1, actually. More left turns. Yes. Exactly. So, I just, to me, F1 is garbage. A bunch of rich garbage is what it is. But, hey, I know the race is in town and... Yeah, let's all let's all say the right things. Yeah, right, sure. You go ahead if you need your free ride or try to get a discounted ticket or something. Um, not interested. Uh, Big O and Sean, California Pizza Kitchen and Krispy Kreme, marriage made in heaven. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's awesome. Sometimes I'll just go to the Tijuana Flats right there on sunrise then come back to the Krispy Kremer. That's what I'll do. But I'll, I'll always come back to that Krispy Kreme right there. Nothing wrong with that, dude. Yes, sir. So I tried this thing with Krispy Kreme donuts. Cut them in half. Mm-hmm. And then I took and made French toast out of them. Then I did an egg, bacon, a little bit of syrup over it inside it instead of, like, uh, for a dressing. That was my breakfast sandwich. Phenomenal. Uh, it sounds delicious. Phenomenal. 4,000 calories. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the heart was clogging halfway through, but yeah. I, I powered through. Wow. That does sound. Then I made me a second one, yes. and that was even better. Why don't you make a business out of that shit? That, I think you can make a business out of that. The Stanley sandwich, bro. I, I saw it actually on, uh, you know, on social media. Oh, but well, they but did, like, they did like sausage and like they did ground sausage and all this stuff. I'm like, nah, I'm a bacon guy. No, that, that doesn't bacon matter. 
but you can do that sandwich and yeah. then change it up. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Different things. Definitely. I didn't do a round egg. I did a scrambled egg and nice and It's the Stanley sandwich. Oh, you get so to good. do whatever the hell you want, bro. So good. I, I saw people talking about doing burpees and stuff on here. No way, man. No way. Oh, that's NorCal. I burped after I ate it. But right, right. You know, that's you know, our that, kind that, of burpees. That's my burpees, yep. Yeah, that's that's our kind of burpees. Got a little bit of the burpees. After a little California kitchen oh. and, a, and a Krispy Kremer, mm-hmm. little burpees. Get a couple little burpees. That's it. That's how we do the burpees. I'm, I'm with you there. Forget you know NorCal wants to you know exercise his ass off you. Go ahead, we'll just burp. You go burpee, we'll burp. That's it. Uh, let's see. Brett waiting to see that 4209 donation so I can do burpees and doobies. <laughs> uh, what? Apparently he's doing burpees for uh, he said for Rob's ten dollars super chat he did ten he'll do ten for every ten donated. Yeah, Manolo says NASCAR is literally a rolling parking lot, but that's your jam. Fine, yeah, but that parking lot changes like leaders constantly. You know, there's actual like competition. They're like the cars know. are built the same, so the strategy comes into play. Yeah. Whereas. Yeah. In F1, if you got the most money, you're gonna have the best car. Yeah. There's no strategy in F1. There's no competition in F1. NASCAR, actually, there's competition. They actually, like, get pissed at each other. There's fighting. It's beautiful. There's a soap opera. It's, that's the beauty of NASCAR, that cart had a little bit indie, indie cart back in, like, 25 years ago. They had a little bit of their drama and then when they split up and went card and IRL and all that, then it just like that's it. They killed the sport, by the way. There, that actually killed the sport. It's it's just like the what's happening in not, not to the thing, but like in golf right now with living right. the thing. It's killing the sport. Right, right. You know what's there? Yep. And NASCAR, unlike F1, and also unlike Indy, um, you have personalities, bro. You actually get to know the drivers and. They're, they're out there, and they're on social media, and they're doing all kinds. It's different, dude. NASCAR is more, shall I say, proactive. It's more interactive. Yes, interactive, 100%. Okay? Fans are a hell of a lot more part of the racing than they are in Indy or and certainly F1. Please, dude. Those people are like... You're, you're, they're, they're above reproach, dude. They're, you can't even come close to those people. You know, can you can you and F1 listen in on the racing like you can on NASCAR? I'm sure there's some scanners. Like, there's got to be some scanners somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't would know believe. How it works. I would believe they Those have the tight same. asses do that. Well, you probably pay fifteen hundred dollars for the headphones. Oh but, God. Okay. I mean, you know, what I'm saying. I mean, again, everything. The thing with because that's what I love about NASCAR. It, the interactive part about it, top to bottom. Yeah. It's all over the place, dude. You know, it, it's just NASCARs run right. That's all. And I get it. F1 has all that money and all that stuff and worldwide and all that, but it's not, it's not nearly as entertaining. Yeah. It's not no. entertaining well, they at allow, all. They allow their guys to be guys. It's not a – it's a business, right but there, there's the personality. You're saying the personalities are part of the business, whereas in F1 it's just business. It's just business. It's just business. Like, hey, this is what we are. And you can look at the sponsors. I mean, look at the sponsorships that F1 gets. It's all the high-end – Right. You know, brands and everything. It's not like, you know, whereas... It's a rich person sport, dude. That's what it is. And rich people like exclusivity, and they like to be left alone, and the drivers act the same way. 
You know what I mean? That's not NASCAR, man. Think about this. You go to a hauler to buy a shirt, and if you know the times, which the NASCAR teams are very good at putting out, like, uh, whatever, you know, Kyle Busch will be at the Richard Childress Racing signing autographs from 10 to 11. You'll see the line. At 11.30, he's still there signing, and they're like, hey, we got to go, we got to go. And he's like, let me finish the line. They, they try to accommodate as much as they can, whereas, you know, F1s, I, I haven't been personally to an F1 race. They don't so do I, that I could, kind but, of But shit, I can bro. see what happens. You have to have, like, strict access to get onto the what is be it, a the, super the rich person. whatever it's yeah, called dude. and everything yeah. else. So. Yeah, or super famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super rich or super famous. But the regular, regular people, not like NASCAR, man. It's, it's not the same. It just isn't. It's not even close, dude. There's no skill in F1 whatsoever. Anyway, Big O, I did 10 burpees for Rob's $10 super chat. I'll do 10 for every 10 donated. I'm riding all show long. You got it on video so people can prove it? That'll be good. That's awesome. Great job by you. Now, True Fin Fan wants burps and oral farts. It's clinically proven, by the way, he says. So if it's clinically proven... I think you should do it, actually. Okay? And Tony Masker. Tony Masker, thank you for the love on the super chat. Appreciate you, sir. Forget it, Sean. My new hero with the Stanley breakfast sandwich. I'm telling you. You you got a moneymaker there, bro. You got a moneymaker there. Anyway. Alexis says, "Sorry, sorry, I'm tardy. Good afternoon. How dare you? How dare you, sir? By the way, Welt and Rayom just saw Jeff Welt. Excited for them, man. They're uh, moving to the new offices. Uh, they'll be in it like in the next month or two. Can't tell you exactly where it's at. I know exactly where it's at, actually. It's at a building that I went to. You know, life is, it's, it's, the world is so small, you know? And they're moving into a building that I went to uh, about 32 years ago to apply to a job in broadcasting. Yeah, about 32 years ago. I don't want to say exactly what job because some of you will be able to, very few, but somebody will guess the building, and so I don't want to say what I was trying to apply for. And um, I, I didn't get the job, I remember, because I think I got another job and and then I, I I think they still called me and told me I didn't get the job, but I had already a job, and I was like, okay, cool, I appreciate it, yada yada yada. But inside, I was like, well, I got my gig anyway. Uh, but I wasn't getting the job. Um, but they told me, hey, give it a couple months, and uh, we 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 will hire you. This that. But I uh, I started going in another direction. I didn't have to go to do that. Because it's not what I really wanted to do, but it was something in my business. So that kind of stuff. So I can't say the whole thing. Not, not right now. It's not, it's not right. Uh, but I will shortly once uh, everything is out. I could even tell the whole story and everything, which will be fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ray says, there's actual rivalries and physical fighting in NASCAR compared to F1. Uh, yeah, F1 is garbage, bro. It's complete garbage. It's all, you know. Just uh, everything's well-tailored and, and already kind of programmed. And then also, if you look at, like, the pop culture aspect of it, Pitbull's now part owner of a team with Trackhouse Racing. Michael Jordan's part owner of a team with 2311 Racing. Um, you know, there, there's, there's more of, of the 
crossover aspect coming through right now. And and I just think that's going to grow, too, because there's a lot of female drivers that are down in ARCA that are starting to work up the truck in Xfinity, and I think that's going to bring a whole nother aspect oh, for sure. to the racing once they get there. Yeah. Haley Deegan, Tony Breidinger, there's some, some good female drivers that are coming up. Not just, you know, there, there's always been the female racer there, but these... These females have been competitive. They've been in good cars, too. Don't get me wrong, because some of the females that before would have to sponsor their own cars, so they weren't ever competitive. But these have been in competitive, you know, these females have been in competitive rides the whole time, and it, it's going to be interesting because that will bring a whole new aspect to yeah. the, the sport of NASCAR. And I think, it, and, and, and now as time goes on, people change, and they're more accepting. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's a problem we have in our society. Uh, you know, it's... That's how we evolved as human beings. We weren't very good human beings three, four, five, seven hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. We evolved. We used to do things that were just like that we would never do, but it's just that they didn't know any better. You know what I mean? And you evolve. And so we, we have been so terrible with women in male sports. And so now, you know, as, as time evolves, women will get less shit going to this level you know what i mean compared to the danicas and then the women even before that yeah and some are saying the danica patrick and thing but also the one thing i think that hurt her was she was coming from open wheels and she didn't go right. through the divisions of nascar she went right to the top level and, and i believe some of resented. the guys resented it of course and every chance they could they were they were roughing it up whereas now you know the two that i mentioned Haley Deegan and, and Tony Wright, are coming from go-karts to the open wheels and wheeling to they're racing with yeah, the same arcas people yeah they're coming they're up through the whole racing. thing yeah. yeah and they're working for the people that they're racing with right right you know so, so they all know them now because they've all paid their dues well, exactly. the that's the thing it's people. like paying their dues they didn't yeah. feel like she paid her dues in the nascar circuit now right she paid her dues 100 percent in open wheels but then that doesn't mean it shit was a that. name exactly, exactly, especially in that that time too. Because again, it's different. It's, only, ra- it's completely. It's different only five racing. or six years ago, but the mentality then was not what it is now either. No. you know what I'm saying. It's, but, it's, but racing a stock car is completely yeah. different than racing an Indy yeah. car. Okay, there is just completely. There is a physical nature to NASCAR. That does not exist in any of the other racing. You know why? Because there can't be any contact in the other racing. If there's any contact, you gone. You dead. It's over. Your car's flipping. Your car's crashing. Whatever. In NASCAR, there's constant contact, <laughs> and you got to survive that contact. Okay. I mean, it's it's just a whole different monster, man. NASCAR is just so superior. To kart, to Indy, and to F1, it's not even close, dude. It's real racing, the way I look at it. Real racing, you know. Uh, Ortega, Alf says Jackson Powers, Johnson C, Jaheim Bell, tight end, Malachi Corey, wide receiver, right to the top of the wish list for the Finns at the Senior Bowl. Your thoughts? I haven't seen enough of them, so I, I can't, I can't comment on that stuff yet. Alf, so I'd be I, I'd I'd be out of place commenting on that stuff because I am not really following it nearly as much uh, right now. I am uh, kind of waiting for all the information to get gathered up, and then I can call people and find some stuff out. 
Uh, so I haven't, to be quite honest. And I'm recording all the practices now. Uh, so I'm going to watch them over the weekend. So I'll watch that stuff. But no, I, I, I can't comment on, the, on all that. Now, let me comment on something I do want to talk about with the Miami Dolphins. Okay, we, t- we, we already enlightened you on the silly Chris Shula stuff. So some of you that were overreacting, you can relax. It's not a big deal. I already told you the other story about where I changed my mind and where they should go with the defensive coordinator, right? Okay, this is the third thing I want to talk to you about with the Miami Dolphins uh, today. And I, uh, I talked about this uh, with another player a couple of weeks ago, and that was Derrick Henry. And clearly we started a forest fire with that because other people started to talk and write about Derrick Henry too uh, as we talked about it because it only makes sense. Um, the other guy that I think, uh, and this is really interesting, because uh, Roquan was the guy that a lot of people wanted, right? And he got a big-ass contract from the Baltimore Ravens, and Dolphin fans are pissed that they couldn't get Roquan, right? Roquan Smith ends up going there. Now, next year, the Lamar Jackson contract kicks in. The Baltimore Ravens are going to start losing players now. They're not going to be able to retain all their people. Well, one player that is up for a five-year, $93 million deal is Patrick Queen, the linebacker. And he's a hell of a player. And he's got a lot of range. And he would be an... I tell you, Derrick Henry would be a piece I had on offense, and Patrick Queen is the guy I want on defense. Okay? I want that linebacker. You're going to get rid of people. You're going to get rid of Agba. By the way, Patrick Queen has eight and a half sacks the last two years. So at linebacker, he's going to give you some some pass rush too in the process. Uh, He has 250 tackles in the last two years. He has two forced fumbles, three interceptions, eight pass defenses. Uh, So this is a guy that's a complete linebacker. I like Patrick Queen here for the Miami Dolphins. And you're going to get rid of Agba. Christian Wilkins is not coming back. He will price himself out. He priced himself out last year uh, with the eight and a half or nine sacks, whatever the hell it is that he ended up with this year. He will price himself out even worse. So he's not coming back. Jerome Baker, I don't believe, is coming back unless he takes some kind of a pay cut. Uh, Maybe. Um, You know, X is not coming back. He should be a post-June cut, so that way you kind of break up the salary into two years, the dead cap money. There's a lot of people that are not coming back. Rob Hunt will be back. Connor Williams will be back. You know, some, there are a couple salaries that you're going to see. They will re-sign those guys because they're important. I think what's important, Jeff Wilson, I don't think you can let him go and free up another $2 million. You know, Cedric Wilson is off the books now. You guaranteed his money anyways, but still, it's, you knew this was his final year, so that, that money will not be on the books next year. There's going to be a lot of money that they're going to be able to free up. Plus, they'll re-sign Tua to a long-term contract and free up another $15, $17, 18000000 dollars in the process. So they're, they're going to have so much money. They will be all right. They will be able to do what they want to do. And if I wanted to take care of this team in free agency, I love Patrick Queen. I think that's the kind of linebacker you need here. He's got range, he's got athleticism, he's a badass, and I don't think the Ravens will be able to re-sign him. 
That's the thing. And the Ravens, have, uh, unfortunately for them, fortunate for us or whoever else, um, the Lamar Jackson contract kicks in. And that 50-plus million dollar salary that they're paying him, that all of a sudden is going to cripple their cap. And, there are, and because they also gave Roquan money and they drafted a third rounder, they have money uh, dedicated to linebacker already. They cannot afford to pay Patrick Queen, draft a third rounder, and pay Roquan. They can't afford to do that. So there's a good chance they're going to lose Patrick Queen. And I got to tell you something. Derrick Henry I want right away for the Miami offense. That way I've got a one-two punch of Mostert, Henry and Mostert, and then I'm also hitting you with A-chan. So those two speedsters off of the pounder, I absolutely love. And then at linebacker, I had a Patrick Queen, and along with David Long, I really like that pair there, you know, at linebacker helping you out. Okay? And then get me Van Ginko as the other guy coming outside as a, as a werewolf, and we're all right. And we're all right. How about that? Okay? There you go. Patrick Queen should be a Miami Dolphins free agent target. Uh, let's see. Big O, there are some very good female drivers as long as you don't ask them to parallel park, LOL. Uh, John Rouse is in the house. Chris Shula may be what the football gods always intended. Suck for a long time until Chris was ready for another 30 years of greatness. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You may want to rewind. and It's right at the beginning of the show, John. You, you may want to rewind so you actually know what really is going on. Well, we, we kind of filled you in on that. Uh, Big O, my top five best Super Bowls since 91 I was born would be the 2003 Pats Panthers, seven uh, Giants Pats, and eight Steelers and Cards, 16 Pats Falcons, and 14 Pats and Seattle. Okay, all good Super Bowls, that's for sure. Uh, Ray, no, not for me. Okay. Uh... Let's see. I'm all in with you. Oh, Finn's up. Oh, you you like the Patrick Queen move? I think Queen would be awesome. Killer Queen from the Ravens. That's right. Dynamite with a laser beam. Guaranteed to blow your mind. Anytime. That's actually my favorite Queen song. Killer Queen. That is definitely my favorite. All right, let's get to our three graphics. Sports calendar, the Heat, they got it done, finally. They defeat the Kings 115-106 Friday. They will visit Washington at 7 o'clock. Panthers again off till next Tuesday. All-star break, all that good stuff. Nova, baby, back in the win column. Lynn had not lost at all this season. I believe they were 9-0 at home. Nova Southeastern picked up the win, 109-93. They improved to 10-2 in the conference. 16 and 2 overall, 4 and 2 on the road. MJ Araldi lit it up, 30 points, 9 rebounds. Shane Hunter added 17, and Trey Dooms added 24. Saturday, they're at Eckerd College at 5 o'clock in St. Petersburg. Also on Saturday, 
It is number 20 FAU hosting Tulsa. Six o'clock is the tip-off. Tonight, the Lady Canes are back in action. They take on Wake Forest on the road. 13 and six are the Canes. Lady Canes are three and five in the ACC. Let's see if they can pick up a win. They better. You know, Wake Forest is 0 and eight in the ACC. <laughs> you don't want to be the team that gives them the first conference win. 3A graphics, sports calendar, Alan Blanco and company. They know how to get it done. Custom printing and embroidery. You need uniforms. You need t-shirts. You need hats, pens, calendars, magnets, whatever it is you need for your company, your, your, your club, your school, whatever it is, your fantasy league, 3A graphics, sports calendar. Call Alan Blanco, 786-618-1443. Right. Don't forget you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. And you can also make a Bitcoin donation, which, as you all know, the Bitcoin donation just makes me very, very happy. It's like that gift that continues to give. So uh, Cash Big O Show, that's Cash Big O Show. Cash App or Venmo, that is the address. Bitcoin getting into the green now, huh? Okay, barely into the green, but it's starting to move into the green. It's up uh, to 43,000 now. Let's see. Uh, Big O, do you think Miami could keep Wilkins and get Queen? Um, Queen has nothing to do with Wilkins. Wilkins is not coming back. Okay? That's all. Okay, there will be no tag. There will be no tag for anybody. Anybody that tells you the Dolphins are going to tag somebody, that's not accurate. I can't see them tagging anybody. You know what? I shouldn't say anybody. Because you can probably tag Holland. Because safeties aren't really a big number. It's not like a super crippling number. You know, tag a kicker. But you're not tagging an outside linebacker. You're not tagging a defensive end, a defensive tackle, an offensive tackle, a quarterback, a, a corner, a number one wide receiver. No, if it's something like you're not tagging that, it's not going to happen. I don't think there will be any tags this year at all. At all. They will not be able to. Okay? So I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, Steven Gonzalez says, O is steadily coming. Don't you think he would want to bring some of his defensive players for L.A.? Oh, oh, Staley. Um, he doesn't control personnel. So I don't think so. And I don't even know who's available. That, that's an old roster. That's not a good roster, dude, actually. If I think about it. Bosa, well, Bosa's constantly injured. But he's not that, you know, I, Bosa's not the guy that I, plus he's, he's under contract, so that doesn't really matter, you know. Um, let me look at, let me look at their, their depth chart, but I'm pretty sure that there aren't a lot of guys that, that, are, that can leave that you really want, is my point. Um... Let's see. On the D-line, uh, Morgan Fox, no. 
Nick Williams and Austin Johnson, no. And then it's Joey Boza. He's under contract. Um, Eric Kendricks, linebacker. Uh, Kenneth Murray, eh. But he's under contract still. Or maybe he's finishing up his contract. Khalil Mack is already old. You're not signing him. Um, Derwin James has been around for a while. You're not signing him and very injury prone. Asante Samuel is the one you would want, and he's under contract. He's he's drafted in 21, so he's got two years left, and they're, they're not going to let go of their best defensive player. You know, there there's actually no one that he will bring from there at all. Maybe a role player, a backup, or something like that, but there isn't any – there's nothing there. And, again, he doesn't run personnel. So that's not that, – that's all Greer, McKenzie, and Allen that decide – who, you know, what personnel is coming in here. You can make a suggestion, but in the end, they're going to decide. So I don't think so. But I do like Staley as, as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, you can forget about Gesicki, Rob. That's not going to happen. 13 miles and 100 burpees. We need more donations. Let's go, man. NorCal. But NorCal, you know what it is? You got to be on live. We got to have you, like, you know, so people physically see it. And if they make like that, maybe what they can do is make a donation that gives you a challenge, and then you have to do the challenge, you know, to kind of live up to the donation. What happened? What are you laughing at? You're laughing at. You know what crazy crap we went did? Uh, yeah, no, I know, but it has to be something realistic. Come on, you know. Obviously, you got to make the man do something realistic. Be a part of Bill's mafia. Put yourself on fire. Yeah. Uh, Lewis, I didn't say Holland is a free agent. I said the only way it's a tag is if it's a low tag, like, you know, a safety, a kicker, you know, something that it, do it doesn't command a huge number is my point. You didn't understand what I was saying, okay? That's what I meant by. But they will not be tagging a defensive tackle, a defensive end, uh, a wide receiver, a shutdown corner, you know, Badass players like that that command $15, $20 million salaries, yeah, that's not going to happen. Okay? They will not be tagging anything like that. That's my point. So that's why I think that the Wilkins thing is completely off the table. There will be no tag for Wilkins. And I don't, I don't believe there will be a contract for Wilkins, to be quite honest. I really don't. Uh, Cutter's Edge Pro, we love talking about the great William Quigley. He knows how to get it done, baby. Go to cuttersedgepro.com. Check out the website. Better yet, go to their Instagram page because on the Instagram page, it's kind of like what I was saying about NorCal. You know, we need video of watching you doing it live, and then people would be a little bit more inspired and all that. Well, when you go to the Instagram page for Cutter's Edge Pro, you're going to see a lot of the work that they've done all throughout South Florida. Even our house is there. Check out that backyard, which is just absolutely beautiful. And they do it all, man. Synthetic turf, which my dogs love. Tree trimming and removals. Landscape design. Irrigation. Outdoor lighting. 954-472-0622. Most of you know this, but if you don't know this, you know, when you add landscaping to your home or your business or your condominium complex or whatever it is you own, value goes up right away. Yeah, so that's another thing. And it is getting hotter and hotter out there, okay? 
It is proven it is getting hotter out there, right? Hell, when I was a kid, didn't you have friends in, in the neighborhood that they would hang around without shirts? You had no friends? Oh, okay, okay. But I have friends like that wouldn't wear shirts all day long. You can't do that now. You'll, you'll fry, dude. You can't do that now. So it's getting hotter. And nothing better than little landscaping and trees and greenery and all that. And, man, you know, our backyard was, it was covered when William and Mike and company got it done. Almost two years later, okay, I think it's about almost two years. I think we're approaching two years. i got to ask him. Uh, almost two years later, all these trees have grown so much that now there's even more shade. And that's the beauty of being able to hang out in your, you know, you have no trees or not enough. Hanging out in the backyard, it gets hot as hell. But you got trees all over the place, it drops it, man. That, 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 uh, that Sylvester tree drops it like 20 degrees easily. And it just becomes bearable to hang outside. You're, you can hang outside, play with the dogs, cook out. All that kind of stuff. Man, I'm telling you, nothing like landscaping to your home. It really makes your house. You can create like an oasis in your backyard. And that's the cool thing. It's great for the animals. It's great for you. It's great for the family. Great to hang out. Give your home, the outside of your home, give it life by calling my friends at Cutter's Edge Pro. 954-472-0622. And tell them that Big O sent you I promise you, Dade Broward, Palm Beach, you will, you will be so satisfied. It's amazing. They really are great people. Uh, Brett Dodger says, I like artificial turf, but I've used grass for far longer. Use or smoke? Okay, uh, Devin Jordan, Big O, uh, they got to try and get something for Wilkins. They can't let him walk. without. You can't do anything. What are you going to do, tag him and then try to trade him? You can't do that, bro. Can't do that. Because it becomes a pain in the ass now, and you, you, you won't be able to trade him to where he wants to go. You want to trade him to who gives you the best deal. Live with it. You're getting a third rounder for Wilkins in the compensatory picks. That's it. That's what's going to happen. That's just the way it goes. He's going to price himself out. They're not going to pay $25, 26000000 million, which was, was probably what he's going to want. And he's not worth that, by the way. Um, that the other thing, Devin, for prisoners of the moment, in his eight and a half, nine sacks, outside of the one with the Bills, which was an awesome play, it was maybe the best play he's ever made. Okay? The other sacks came against all the shitty teams. He didn't do anything, he disappeared in all the big games except Buffalo. And Sealer showed up in more of the big games than Wilkins did, and he get, and he's getting half the money that Wilkins is asking for. It will not happen, Devin. I'm I'm pretty sure of this, that that Christian Wilkins, you saw him play his last down as a Miami Dolphins. I think he's done as a Miami Dolphin. I really do. So, our number two is next right here on the Big O Radio Show, live from Hialeah Park. Welcome to Caneswear. New store, new items. 
same great experience. Family owned and operated since 2010, Canesware has the latest merchandise from the Miami Hurricanes, Miami Dolphins, Florida Panthers, Inner Miami CF, and more. Come visit us at our store in Davie on University Drive, just south of 595, or online at canesware.com. Canesware, the spot Miami fan shop. When presenting an award to an employee, athlete, executive, or fantasy GM, make sure you call Orvieto's Awards and more. For 35 years, these custom award specialists have been providing plaques, trophies, custom framing, while providing state-of-the-art laser and computerized engraving, UV printing, and glass crystal etching. They do all their engraving and printing in-house for quality control. Call Charles at 305-949-8098 or visit them at orvietosawards.com. Vieto's Awards and more, where recognition is rewarding. Oh, great. You have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. They're breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Slogans, you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera, one that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of my house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They're committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Property damage claims to your home, business, or condo as a result of a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. Water, mold, fire, smoke damage, Welton Rayom can help. Call 954-966-4646. Oh, great. You have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. They're breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Slogans, you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera, one that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of my house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines.
viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media group, Inc., ownership, management, sponsors, or website. When it comes to South Florida sports teams, very few in the media have witnessed, lived, and covered it like the Big O. Let's start the program dedicated to your favorite South Florida teams with a passion that's unmatched. The Big O Radio Show is on. Here's the Big O. Midnight at the Oasis. Yeah, Brett Dodger, look at you. Look at you. True Finn fan. He says, I have zero problem letting Wilkins walk. Zero. By the way, we had a great time at Top Gun yesterday. Dak was the man, and my wife was the woman. <laughs> she, she beat me, bro. She was, you don't want to mess with my wife, bro. You don't want to mess with my no, wife. And, and fortunately for my target, you didn't have to count anything. I didn't hit it once. <laughs> my wife shot an arrow. She shot a freaking arrow, bro. Bam, 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 bam. You're like, like what, what, who the hell does that shit? Like, yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was fun. That was fun. We gotta, we gotta do it again. We gotta get more of you out there, and uh, we gotta come up with a date, maybe in March, to do uh, another challenge there at Top Gun. We got all kinds of prizes and giveaways, uh, but I want to get. A bunch of you out there. We got an instructor and everything that guides you through. It's not like 80 people are standing in uh, behind and everybody's. Ha- no, no, it's all organized. You don't have, you know, you don't. You, nobody's brandishing guns or anything like that. It's actually all organized and, you know, one person at a time and all that kind of stuff. Uh, very safe, very safe. Uh, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and it's uh, really important. And by the way, for the ladies out there, they've got self-defense classes, and even in Spanish. So go check out Steve and all the great people there at Top Gun uh, Indoor Range. They know how to get it done, man. They're good people. And uh, last night they had the archery class in there, and there was about 15 people learning how to shoot with a bow and arrow. It was really cool, really cool stuff. If you like archery, that's another thing. Uh, My wife and my daughter really want to get into that. And uh, we're going to start going a little bit more to do some of that. Anyway, we thank the folks at Top Gun, as always, for their support. Uh, Maybe Wilkins uh, makes Sealer better. If he's gone, you think he'll still be able to produce the same? Yes, I do. I think Sealer's a player. I don't think Sealer has – I think you just put another defensive tackle next to him. That's a good player. That's all. Find another guy. That's it. You know? Uh, Big O, you looking thinner. Good job. Uh, don't like Devin Jordan's name too close too close to Dion. Why are you doing that to my man Devin? Devin is like one of the most loyal listeners we have. Uh, he is one of the most loyal supporters we have on this platform. Dude. He shows up on game day. Yeah, he's awesome, bro. I love Devin. He's always here. He is nothing like Dion. He's money. Devin is here all. You can always count. You can't count on Dion, but you can count on Devin. No, don't do that to my man Devin, bro. My man Devin is, he's good, bro. He's good. Good dude. Um, oh, I know no Marlins talk here. No, it's not no Marlins talk. It's just there's nothing to talk about. 
uh, here, but just have a quick question on whether or not you would want them to bring Soler back. It's looking like he's gone. Oh, he's gone. He wants to out. He wants out. I'm convinced he wants out. He doesn't want to be here. He knows they're not spending. That's why he had a great year to set himself up and go out and get some money from somewhere else. You know, do they need Solaire? Of course they do. They don't have enough power in that lineup. But they don't spend. And it's, guys, it's not that I don't want to talk Marlins. It's just there's nothing to talk about with the Marlins. They accomplish nothing. They're not trying to win. Every move they make, it's one to save money, to cut costs, to cut corners. They're not doing Why am I going to waste my time and your time? Because we do the interviews, and they get no views. Football, basketball, you guys will watch it. You guys will listen. You'll download it on the audio side. I do baseball, and you guys don't give a shit about baseball at all. So it's not just me. It's you. You determine what goes on. If there's no response to something, Sean and I have to then cut it off and say, hey, man, you know, there's not getting response. We got to cut it off. Hey, by the way, Inter didn't get much until Messi. Once we got messy, then I could bring on Michelle a bunch. But if not, then I could only bring on Michelle every once in a while or Panizo, you know, or whoever. Didn't matter. But you, you, it's really, it's all determined by the public, and nobody gives a shit about Marlins baseball. You said it again, baseball, we lost 10. Right. I mean, <laughs> while you're talking baseball, we right. lost people. <laughs> yeah. So it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I love baseball, okay? Do I enjoy the sport the way I used to when I was young? No, no, not at all. I got to admit. But I root for anything here, man. Nova, FAU, doesn't matter. I support it. I watch it all. We talk about it. But they're, they're, they're trying. They're actually trying to win at Nova, they're actually trying to win with the Florida Panthers. They're actually trying to win with the Miami Heat. They're actually trying to win with the Miami Dolphins. Okay? The Marlins are just, they don't try. So it's, they need to make an effort so the rest of us can make an effort. And they don't get that part. They want everything handed to them. And that just doesn't happen here. You have to do what the Panthers have done now. Since Viola and Sifu got to town... Mouth shut. They don't complain. They don't point fingers. They don't say, oh, people don't come see us. You people suck, and we don't get support, and why don't we do No, 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 no. They kept their mouth shut. They kept purchasing players. They kept re-signing their guys, and they kept having success and building on that success and building on that success. And I believe this is year seven straight in the playoffs or six straight. It's one of the two. I'm not sure. Okay? And they just made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. They're trying, dude. They're literally trying. And guess what? Now they have a packed house. Something that the Marlins will never get because they don't try 
a, a, a tenth of what the Panthers are doing. Viola and Sifu attacked it the same way Mickey Arison and Pat Riley attacked this. They didn't ask for they they didn't say, hey, you people, it's your fault or whatever. Mickey Arison and Pat Riley, they built the team. Pat Riley's the guy that got here and said, I have a dream of having a, a championship parade down Biscayne Boulevard. And he went on to build the team that would then celebrate on Biscayne Boulevard three times now. We just... Oh, okay, so this will be five years in a row, Panther, uh, playoffs? Okay, five years. There you go. Right. Yes. So this will be the six... Okay, so it'll be six in a row now? Or five in a row. And then six of the last eight years or something? So, okay, so... So it'll be six out of nine years. Yeah, okay. So that's playoffs six out of nine years and five straight. This Can the Marlins do that? And that's what the Heat have done. They go to the playoffs every year, pretty much. <laughs> Under Riley, what if they missed the playoffs? Twice, maybe three times? I don't know. A couple times only they've missed the playoffs. You got to do your part, man. And the Marlins don't do their part. It's not... Nobody hates the Marlins, dude. That's Marlins coming up with that bullshit on their own and always woe is me and pointing fingers. That's all, that's all we've ever gotten in ownership. This ownership group, um, what's it called, Loria, uh, John Henry, all these losers, all they ever did was point the fingers when they, all they had to do was look in the mirror and they never made enough commitment. And that's just, South Florida is all about, dude, we're going to hockey games. We weren't a basketball town, and now we're a basketball town. We're not a hockey town, and we're becoming a hockey town because that stadium's proud, that, that arena's packed almost every night. I mean, that's not done by accident, dude. It's just not done by accident. Yes, sir. Pat Riley's been with the Heat for 28 seasons. And I say 25 playoff trips. They've missed six times, 22. Really? Yeah. Six? Yeah, that's why I was like, look at that, too. It's like, yeah. Wow. Six? That many times? Yeah. Wow, I'm shocked. Hold on, let me see if I can, see if they actually put a, the date, the, the still six. Imp- still impressive. No, 100%. I mean, but 22 I'm- out of 28 seasons? Wow. Okay. I thought it was even better than that. Maybe it's because yeah, he's so, a loser. That's it. You know what it is? I'm out on the heat. We're so spoiled that we it looks that way. Yeah, you go so much that it looks that way. I thought it was three times that it missed. It was double that. No, I think they made it right away. They even made an Eastern Conference Finals right away, if I remember correctly. Um, Ocala Joe is in. Big O, you should consider moving up here. We can use some uh, rational thinking up here. The world can use some rational thinking. We have too many irrational people on the left and the right. That's the problem. We have way too many irrational people. Now you got irrational idiots making more out of Kelsey and uh, and uh, and what's it called, Swifty? 
It's so ridiculous. What a bunch of idiots. Yeah, we need a lot of uh, common sense in this world. There isn't a lot of it, unfortunately. Uh, James Gleason says, I was a baseball player into college and cannot watch an inning now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not the same game anymore. Even AEW does more than the Marlins to succeed. Oh, God. That's an insult to AEW, bro. Okay? You've just insulted AEW there, Frankie. Okay? I mean, any business that just tries a little bit is better than the Marlins. And, the, and AEW is, they've done a lot, dude. They, they worked their asses off to build that name. Yes, sir. What year did Riley Gear? 95? Oh, 94? Somewhere there. Well, they missed the playoffs in 95. Well, oh, no. He, he, they, he made the playoffs the first year at 42 and 40. Okay, so then he came 96. That was 90. Oh, well, 94 was 42 and 40, and 96 is 42 and 40. 95, they missed the playoffs. Is that, that Right. Then, no, that's that's the Kevin Lockery year. Okay, so the, the 96 next, the would be. I can tell you for sure he made the playoffs the first year, and the record was 42 and 40. That right. I, I am then, a thousand percent I believe sure. that might be 90, 96 then. Okay, yeah. So he missed 2002, 2003, 2008, 2015, 2017, 2019. Wow. 2008 was the Michael Beasley year that we tanked for Beasley to get the number one, number two pick, unfortunately. Right? I think so, right? That was the, that was yeah, the tank year. Yeah, 15 and 67. That's been their worst. Uh... Yeah, that was the tank year. That was the year that everybody got injured when maybe they weren't really injured. Hey, I got a hangnail. Oh, dude, you're out for the year. What's wrong with you? You can't play with a hangnail. Paper cut. Oh, my God, you're going to miss two months. FAU basketball has been selling out their arena ever since last year. Can't say the same about the Marlins. That's right. That's another one. And Yeah, people are actually, yeah. And we're watching on TV, too, by the way, because I watched FAU all the time. You know, you just gave me, Ray, I got to go out there for a game. I got to go out there and experience a game. You know that? That should be that, that. We should do that, man. We should do that. So, anyway, uh, John Avery is up there as the worst Finns pick as well to trade down with Green Bay and pass up Randy Moss. Well, um, it was really more about Vonnie Holiday that year than anything else because he wasn't going to take Randy Moss. So the Randy Moss, he, he took Larry Shannon and then told us that Larry Shannon was going to be as good as Moss. Jimmy Johnson. We were all looking at each other like, did, did he just say that? Did, did he just say that guy Larry Shannon's going to be as good as Randy Moss? And Vonnie Holiday was the pick that he was going to take. He, he, he admitted that. That was the player that he would have taken if he would have stayed at that spot and not traded down. He would have never taken Randy Moss. But Vonnie Holiday turned out to be a heck of a player. So really, if we're going to look at it realistically, okay? okay? Not, a, not based as a fan. He was never going to draft Moss. He wanted Vonnie Holiday. So that's where he made his mistake, actually. Because if he drafts Vonnie Holiday, you can't complain. You got yourself a hell of a defensive end. He plays for your team for 10 to 12 years. 
We got Vonnie Holiday after he had a great career in Green Bay. You guys remember? So I, that was the guy that they wanted. And that's the player we should have gotten instead of John Avery. You know? Oh, and by the way, it's, you know, it's kind of like the Fletcher Drew Brees thing, you know? It's kind of the way it goes. Or, um, um, damn, what's his name? Uh, Roquan, Raquan, the, the wide receiver from Florida State that went to Baltimore and had a Hall of Fame career. Um, come on, man. Come on. Somebody give me the damn Baltimore receiver that was there for a long time. They picked Eddie Moore instead of him. And I remember I was clamoring for the wide receiver that year. That was, that was my pick for the Dolphins that year in the second round, and they went with Eddie Moore. God, what's his name? Roquan, Raquan, uh, um, Bolden. Bolden, thank you. Anquan, not Roquan. Anquan Bolden, thank you. Thank you, Chad. That's the guy I wanted, and they took Eddie freaking Moore. Yeah. We have a long history of all of that, man. Long, long history. Yeah, circle, circle of shame. That would work. That would work. NorCal says, Big O, I'll be out there 222-24 till 226-24 for the DCC. Yes, let's do that. All right, let's get let's definitely get out to let's get let's go to a game and let's go have some fun. I got I got it. All right, let's do it. I got no problem with that, NorCal. That's a that's a good one. You and I will drive up there. You'll get me high, because I'm sure you'll be smoking a fatty. So with that, you know, secondhand smoke, uh, we'll we'll get there to uh to Boca and uh, hey. We'll be there to groove and watch a little, watch a little basketball. So let's do it. Let's do. I haven't felt like I've been in the Hollywood Sportatorium in a long time. It's up to you, Nork, how to make me feel like that again. Jamar Fletcher was good. <laughs> uh, what? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Baldwin Arena. FAU's Arena. Is it the... Oh, FAU's Arena is... Eleanor R. Baldwin Arena? No. No. No, FAU Arena is... The FedEx Forum? No, it's got to be the Eleanor. It's got to be. Is it Eleanor? No. I think it is. How come I think it's something else? They have a game February 22nd at 7 p.m. against SMU. It's a car dealership. And it's a it's a pretty famous one, I want to say. I'm pretty mm. sure that their their court, or no, maybe I'm thinking of Nova's court. Yeah, it's it's the Eleanor R. It used to be the RoofClaim.com arena, and and called the Borough. They have a game the 22nd. Other than that, they're on the road. So. No, you're right. It's that. It's Rick Case for Nova. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes, what it is. Okay. I knew it was a car dealership, but it wasn't FAU. Mm-hmm. It's Nova. Nova has Rick Case. Yep. I knew it was a famous car dealership, so that mm-hmm. one's different. They're taking on SMU with the 22nd at 7 p.m. That would be the only home game during that time. Okay. Orlando, count me in on that. You know I live up there. Okay, good. All right. So then we may have to get the tickets ahead of time here. We've got to decide. Uh, if By the way, he said 
Can you look up the schedule? He says he's here 222 through 26. Is the only game? They're home against who? SMU. Well, Red Lashley. They be play there. SMU uh, that day. Then the 25th, they're in Memphis. So NorCal, we can only go on the 22nd. Are you here early on the 22nd so we can go in the evening? That's the yeah. thing. It'd be a 7 p.m. tip off. Yeah. So you got to be here early. Flying to Boca International. Yep. Ocala Joe says, Big O, in my humble opinion, as a former drummer, my all-time best rock drummer is John Bonham. Your thoughts? Dude, I have no, I have, look, it's subjective. You know what I mean? Am I going to, am I going to tell somebody that says, Neil Peart's the greatest drummer, you're full of shit? No. Am I going to tell somebody, hey, Ginger Baker is the greatest drummer I've ever seen? No. John Bonham, no, I'm not. Uh, it, it's we're splitting hairs at that point. You know what I'm saying? Now, I could, you know, I, I could uh, freak you out and, and and get into an argument with you and tell you that Basio is as good as any drummer that has ever existed in the world. Okay, and. Some of you will freak out, and then we can get into that discussion. I can show you videos and all that kind of stuff, and Frank Zappa, all that. You know, we're talking about a guy that is, you know, Basio to me is one of the greatest drummers of all time. You know what I mean? I'm a huge Mike Portnoy guy. I freaking love Mike. In fact, if Led Zeppelin got back together, if you're not going to use Jason so he can play his dad's role, which he can do it, I would get Mike Portnoy. If uh, if Rush wants to get back together and and you got to replace Neil Peart, I'd get Mike Port Portnoy. He he is one of my favorite drummers on the planet. I think he is freaking phenomenal, dude. But it's it's such a subjective topic, and it gets to a point where it's insulting if you say. No, no, no. There's no way Pert is better than Baker. Oh, there's no way Baker's better than Pert or whatever. It's just ridiculous at that point because we're talking about the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? So anybody that wants to tell me that John Bonham is the best drummer they've ever seen, I'm going to say, I'm good with that. That's cool. I got no problem with that. You know? None whatsoever. But you know, that's kind of the way it is. And, and Bonham is, he's the man. He's the man. No doubt about that. Yes? What do you got? What happened now? Oh, oh it's, a, it's, a, it's a wrestling thing? It's a wrestling thing, Big O. You wouldn't know. It's just something else that just came out on the Vince McMahon scandal. Mm -hmm. Remember John Laurinaitis was uh, in the allegations as being one of the people. His lawyer came today and said... Um, that McMahon was the predator and that Laurinaitis, like Grant, was a victim, read the allegations, read the federal statute, power, control, employment, supervisory capacity, dic uh, dictatorial sexual demands with repercussions if not met, count how many times in the complaint Vince exerts control over both of them. So now, <laughs> basically, I guess the person that uh, was going to be on the side of Vince McMahon now, is they basically turned and... 
They're throwing him under the bus. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's saying he was part. He was the one manipulating the entire situation. Me listening to this, he's saying, yes, the allegations are true, but I was a victim just like her. Right, right. I was being manipulated like her. Yeah, so now somebody there is physically, you know, because a lot of times everybody was like, well, let's see what some of the allegations and how much were true. This is literally dropping the bombshell that all of this is literally true, and he's trying to distance himself by saying, I was a victim too. I was afraid to lose my job. Yeah, I mean, you sit down with your lawyer, and then you say, what do we do? Well, we can use this, and that's when you use it. By the way, I lost yesterday in the live app. You know, the Heat, the heat won last night, and finally they won 115-106. to 106. So it's, there, it's I, I want to say it's early fourth quarter or maybe late third quarter, but Heat went up by six. And the line was Kings plus six and a half. So I was like, you know, let me take Kings plus six and a half because I don't think the Heat are going to maintain. And they did. To their credit, they passed the ball around. They moved it around. They had 38 assists. The, the, The one thing I will tell you about the Heat game last night that stood out to me, and, you know, some people are like, well, you know, they uh, they had to kind of take a look in the mirror and they got to start turning things around. And, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe this is, you know, the moment and we'll see and all that. And I am a little bit more cynical about it. Um, to me, what happened last night, you won by nine and Josh Richardson played like he would never play again in the rest of his career. My man could not miss, went 6 of 10 from three-point range. He just, anything he was shooting up was going in. So he ends up with 24 points. And to me, that's kind of the outlier out of the whole matchup. You know what I mean? And it's the reason why they took off and they took that big lead and everything early on because he was just unstoppable. You know, and he was hitting his shots. He, he just came in hot, and that happens in basketball. That happens in pickup basketball. With your buddies and the rec center, whatever it is, one dude comes in hot that day, and he's just hitting jumpers left and right, and you can't do anything about it. You know, it's probably happened to you. I know it's happened to me where I've had games where you just go off, and it's one of those days where you're just feeling it. It's not that you're a good player. It's just that that day, everything is falling your way. You know what I'm saying? And again, it's not that Josh isn't a good player or anything like that. I'm just saying, that's just not what he normally does. So, it's kind of the outlier out of the whole thing. I, I got to see what happens from here on out. But I do give him credit, man. They won. Butler had 31, 7, and 6 assists. Bam had 16 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. So uh, the boys uh, got to two games over 500 at 25 and 23. They had 38 assists and eight turnovers. So that was a very good ratio for the team last night. Good win. Good win. Yes, sir. Jimmy Butler cares. He cares. He cared yesterday. Cares. Because you think about it, he misses 20 games with injuries and probably doesn't try in another 25. So out of your 82, there's about 45 games that Butler is missing. And you've got to overcome all of that. And, you know, last night he, he came to play last night. Last night he came to play. Definitely came to play. You know, we love food on the show. Of course. We don't talk about it as much as others, but we love food on the show. Yes. 
Yes. The we're, Panthers we're, now have a pub sub. We're not about talk. We're about action yeah. here on this show, bro. You know what I mean? We act. We don't talk shit. Others talk a lot of shit. We act. Florida Panthers have a public sub now. At the arena? They have well, a pub sub? You can go to Publix and order the Panther sub. Oh, what's the? What the hell is a Panther it sub? It is a hot honey chicken tenders, okay. bacon, crispy fried dill pickles, your choice of cheese. Select Publix locations. Sounds to me like you're all over that. Because the dill pickles I, You know what's funny? The, I love the pickles and everything. I've never been a fan of the Publix chicken tender sub. Yeah, I don't. I I've think not it's, been a fan. Of, everybody loves I think it's the overrated. Thing. I think it's overrated. I, I'm, but I'm not a chicken guy either, believe it or not. I'm a I chicken mean, guy. I'm, I'm, I'm not. a big chicken guy. I go and I get the ultimate, baby. Ultimate and load me up. And you know what the secret is for the pub subs? What's that? The garlic dill pickles. Okay. With the submarine dressing. Just have them pick them up and put it right on there. Oh, so good. That is awesome. That's enough food for the day. Now we got to eat. We don't have enough eating food for the day. Oh, quick question. Is Miami leading the league in the amount of interviews done for a defensive coordinator? I have no idea, dude. I don't know what's the, the top or, you know. But I, but I give them credit for going through a thorough process. Outside of the Shula thing, that's just a favor. But I think that's the right – I think they've handled this the right way as it is. And I looked at it, I think, the wrong way early on, thinking, oh, stay, stay in-house, keep continuity, which is important. But if you can get somebody proven on the outside that can also get continuity, that's where I missed. And I actually think the Brandon Staley one is now starting to make – like, it, it, it's making so much sense – that it would not make sense. It, it wouldn't make sense to hire anyone else but Brandon Staley. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it, almost. So unless he has something else brewing, I would make sure I'd lock him down if I'm the Dolphins. Oh, and the other thing is, he was such a miserable failure as a head coach. There is no threat of Brandon Staley getting another head coaching job for years to come. It's going to take at least a 10-year cycle for people to forget about Brandon Staley, the head coach. You're going to have to have some owners die and shit like that. Yeah, it's kind of what's going to have to happen. Uh, let's see. Feels like we won't get an experienced DC because they are interviewing everyone, so the good ones will be gone. Feels like some dolphin thing to do. Nah, I don't think so. There's not that much left already at this point. Um, let's see. Sean already ordered the sub on the app, and it's getting delivered to Hialeah Casino. You busted him, huh? How'd you know? In 24 minutes. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Staley as a head coach, but as the DC, he's probably the best candidate. Although, if I was him, I'd hope to be back with the Rams if they want me. Why not? It's where he made his name. Yes. But I, I think you want to go somewhere else. You know why? I'll give you, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a, great, a great answer to your question. Okay? So how's it worked out for McDaniel? Not very well, right? Leaves the nest, goes back to the nest, and fails anyway. Right? How's it worked out for Patricia? Left the nest, came back to the nest, now went somewhere else, and they fired his ass. They fired his ass twice. 
So you've got to it, it you've got to kind of uh, prove to people that you can do this everywhere because you're a good coach. So the best thing that Brandon Staley does is not go back to the Rams, go somewhere else. So people say, no, he was an ass-kicking defensive coordinator in in Los Angeles and in Miami. That's really important. It's kind of like, you know, uh, sometimes I get fans, oh, why are they hiring this guy? This guy's been fired like five times. That's the problem. You're not understanding. This assistant coach, this linebacker's coach, this running back's coach, this offensive coordinator, he keeps getting jobs. Do you know why? It's not because they're hiring him for fun. It's because he's actually a good coach, and the people that are hiring him know that he wasn't the reason why it was a failure wherever he was at. He was just part of the group of people they fired because the team failed. But he specifically is a good coach. And then that's why somebody will then scoop him up and bring him to another team and another team. And that's how you actually grow as a coach. Again, another part of this answer where we weave into other parts of all of this. We ended up with Flo and we ended up with Joe Philbin. Two guys that were stuck in New England and in Green Bay their entire careers. They didn't bounce around the league. They didn't get to know other coaches. They didn't get to learn other systems. So they didn't get to you know, grow their, their Rolodex. So when they got a chance to be a head coach, they had limitations. They couldn't build a staff because they hadn't been around. The best thing that Brandon Staley does is come to Miami and be successful. You don't want to just, oh, no, let me go back to my safe place where they coddle me, where they protect me, where I look good. But you're really not that good because when they, when they get you out of your nest, out of your, your comfort zone, you can't fly. So the best thing for Brandon Staley is to, whether it's Miami or somewhere else, be a defensive coordinator and be a successful one at another place. That's the positive. So that's how I would explain it to you, that I, I think you're looking at it the wrong way. Yes, sir. No, I'm just saying because you used uh, the Belichick guys as uh, the example there. But what's funny is some people are saying that's what cost him the Atlanta job because they were worried that he would bring them guys, those guys in again, and they haven't done anything anywhere. So it's like, He's got the worst tree. Yes. It's a rotten tree, dude. What's that vine that chokes everything out? Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, who yeah. Patricia McDaniels is. They're the Basically. vine, and they're just choking. I mean, you look at Andy Reid's tree, and then you look at this guy's tree, and it's like, holy shit, you know? You look at Pat Riley's tree, and you look at this guy's tree, and like, oh, God, you know? What's going on? Like, some coaches actually produce some coaches that can actually help other teams. And no, not here. Uh, ugh, Belichick can't help anybody. Uh, Raekwon Davis will be uh, out in the street. He'll be out in the streets for a living. That's what he's going to be. Raekwon Davis is not coming back unless he takes a nice, sizable pay cut where he's playing at a veteran minimum. But he's a free agent. You let his ass just go, bro. Now, if he doesn't, now if he's not asking for much money, then you can bring him back to be a rotational player in the defensive line. But he's not a starter. He's not good enough to be a starter. 
he was not a good in the end he was not a good draft pick he wasn't a terrible draft pick but he wasn't a good draft pick when you have no interest in re-signing a guy or you shouldn't have interest because i don't know if they want to re-sign him or not but there's no reason really to re-sign him you can tell that it's you can't call it a successful pick Oh, just spitballing here, but since there's no head coach jobs anymore, can the Dolphins call Mike V for the defensive coordinator job? I know it's a no, but might as well, right? Um, That's not going to happen, bro. He's going to be a head coach, and he'll wait for next year's cycle, and he'll take this year off. He's not going to be a head coach. And he wants to be a head coach. So why would he come here and then leave a year later to go be a head coach? That's not going to happen. So you can, you can get that out of your mind. Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick will not be coordinators for anybody. Now, um, Ron Rivera could be because I think Ron Rivera knows he's not getting another head coaching job. So he's willing to be a, a defensive coordinator. Oh, hear me out. I know you said you don't care about Inter Miami and these preseason games, but besides Messi's durability, like Tua, just kidding, the defense has gotten worse. I regret letting Miller go. Well, I regretted letting Miller go from the get-go. I don't know why Kamal Miller was let go. Again, I got to wait for the regular season. I'm not measuring any defense now. It's the preseason. And as I've mentioned before, Frankie, Alba, Busquets, Messi, all these guys, what do they give a shit about the preseason? They just don't, dude. MLS preseason. Do you think that gets Busquets blood running or something? No, man. I, I, I can't measure it all. And I know that they've been getting killed and all that stuff, but I, I'm just not looking at it that way. I just, no, no. But the Kamal Miller thing, who I hated that one. Hated that move. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they figured out a way to bring somebody else in that can replace them and do the job. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. It's going to take even longer for Staley to get a head coaching job because uh, there's that stigma where he ruined a generational QB in Herbert. I don't know if he ruined Herbert, but he certainly didn't make him better. That's for sure. Oh, what are your thoughts on Vrabel? I already said that. I already explained that's not going to happen. Big O, let me ask you, why is Ron's name not being thrown out there by anyone? Feel like he would be a great hire for as DC. I don't know. I don't know, but I agree. Ron Rivera as a DC would be good. I agree. Now, there was a story coming out of Washington that he wasn't really comfortable calling the entire defensive plays. He had a young guy that was helping him in the process because he wasn't really totally into calling the defensive plays. So now you tell people, I want to be a defensive coordinator, but yet your team needed your expertise and you weren't willing to go all the way last year. And maybe it's because you wanted to hold back because you had head coaching responsibilities, right? But is that the way they're going to look at it? Because Andy Reid doesn't let up on his offensive uh, responsibilities because he's the head coach, right? And we hold it against McDaniel that he doesn't balance the team right and his offense all at the same time. 
So if we can be critical or questionable for others in the same position, we can do that there also. So if Ron Rivera wasn't willing in a year and a moment where they desperately needed him and his mind because you had just traded, your front office traded away your pass rushers. More than anything, you needed a coach to really coach things up and try to, you know, work some smoke and mirrors here. And Ron didn't do that. Why? Why didn't Ron Rivera do that? It doesn't make any sense. He's the, he's the defense. You let a 29-year-old do it? And I think that that might be hurting Ron in, in NFL circles. Okay? Uh, don't forget, if your business wants to be a part of our business and you want to join our platform, 786-754-4664. That's 786-754-4664. Evidently, rumors are Vrabel is hard to work with. When McDaniel gets fired, Ross will bring in Vrabel. Uh, I would bring in Vrabel in a heartbeat if you get rid of McDaniel. I would love Mike Vrabel here. And... I don't believe he's tough to get along with. I think Amy, what, what's her name? Amy Skunk Stratter and whatever, uh, Amy Skunk Adams. Uh, I think, I think she's the problem. Okay? That's really what I think it is. <laughs> you don't fire Mike Vrabel, dude. Yeah, a a Amy Adams Strunk. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. I just want to change a little bit with Amy Stunk Adams or Amy Adams Stunk. Um, you don't fire Vrabel. I would lose my mind if Stephen Ross and Chris Greer fired Vrabel. I would want all of them. I would want all of them fired and and the and the owner to sell the team. You don't fire Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is one of the 10 best coaches in the NFL. You saw him come here with a rookie and beat you. Okay? With a rookie. So I, I, I'm not sure what, the, what, what that moron Amy Adams Stunk uh, thinks with the, uh, with the Titans. But uh, Mrs. Stunk is, is a fool. Okay, you set your team back by firing Mike Vrabel. You had a, a hell of a coach. You had a culture, a toughness. There, there was. I admired. I don't know about you guys, but I admired the shit out of Mike Vrabel and his coaching and his team. And all I ever said was, man, if that guy can get a QB, he can make some real noise. And he has yet to have the real QB. Uh, to me, firing Mike Vrabel makes absolutely zero sense. Uh, good afternoon, Big O. Speaking of Mike V, if he takes off and McDaniel falls again, just don't have confidence he's going to change. Call Mike V at that time. Oh, man. Uh, let's see, Mr. Spock, regardless of who is the next DC, all the players who were talking on social media better ball out in 2024. 
talk on the field with your game is usually the only way to prove you were right. Mr. Spock, I, I, you may want to go rewind and listen to the show yesterday. You're Javon Holland, you're going to question? I'll question Fangio instead. You're going to question Jalen Ramsey? I'll question Fangio instead. You may want to listen to that segment. I don't know. Did you make it a segment? In the, in the audio probably, right? Yeah, in the audio, it's a, it's a segment. You may, you may want to check that one out. Uh, I think you're looking at it the wrong way on that one, to be quite honest. Okay? So I think you're uh, looking at it the wrong way. Uh, let's see. Big O, have you seen how good Jackson Powers, the center from Oregon, is doing the senior bowl? I have not. I have not watched any. I'll watch all the practices this, uh, this uh, weekend. I'm recording them. So I'll, I'll wait to watch them all because that way I can kind of like watch them all in a row, speed through all the bull, bull crap that they have because there's a lot of stuff that they, you don't need to watch. So I get to watch them a lot faster once they're all recorded, and it allows me to do that. Uh, Big O, hear me out. He took Tannehill to an AFC championship game. That alone showed me he was a legit coach. Hell yeah, dude. Mike Vrabel's a stud. Mike Vrabel was making the playoffs and winning playoff games with Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill as QB. I know, right? Mike Vrabel is one of the rare elite coaches in the league. Yep. Ask uh, Amy Adams Stunk. That's, she's the problem. Great coach, but it's rare to have established coach not get hired. Maybe he's waiting his turn. Now, next year. Next year, there'll be a bunch of people that will get fired, five, six, seven, eight teams, because that's always what it is. Five, six, seven, eight teams will, will fire their coaches, and they'll need new ones, and Vrabel will, will have a, a job at that time. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. And maybe he's hired during the regular season by somebody that fires their, their real coach and, and lets him join midway through the season. You never know. Uh, let's see, what else do we have that I wanted to talk about? Oh, uh, by the way, let me also give you a little music and entertainment. Right, let's get into that since we always do that here on the program. Uh, let's go first with uh, birthdays on uh, February 1st, right? Let's do it. All right, uh, Harry Styles. Starting off with a bang, he is 30 years old. Lisa Marie Presley, we just lost her a few months back. She was born in 68 on this date. Um, Jessica Bio, pop singer, I don't even know who she is. Young pop singer-songwriter who released singles by the name of My Angel and Go With The Flow, I Wish You Would Stay. Do you remember mine? Oh, okay. I have no idea. But anyway, Jessica Bio. Singer, 22. Ronda Rousey is 37 years old today. Uh, let's see. Heather Morris, TV actress, is 37. Don't even know who she is. Brandon Lee, we lost him way too young. Bruce Lee's son. He died right after The Crow was filmed, right? Or during the filming of The Crow. Right, the filming of the crow, right, and then they had to kind of finish it off, right, uh, however they could or whatever, right. He was born in '65 on this day. We lost him in '93. God, that was in '93 when that shit happened. 
It's a long time ago, man. Time flies. Rick James, bitch, is uh, born on this date in 1948. We lost the amazing musical mind in 2004. I know he was effed up. I know he wasn't right in the brain. Okay? I know he did some really disturbing stuff and some disturbing stuff to women and all that. You know? It's, it, you know what it reminds me of? I hate to do this, but I got to do it. Um, like, in, it, like they take General E. Lee's statue down, right? You got some idiots complaining about it. What is it? The Dems that did that stupid stuff. And it's like, okay, we got to take it down because he had slaves or he did this bad or that bad. And it's like, uh, morons, everyone was bad in those days. That's just the way it went. They did some great things for your country, and in the process, they were shitty people. Guess what? Everybody was shitty 100 years ago and 70 years ago and 200 years ago and 500 years ago and 800 years ago. They were worse and worse as we go out in time. We've gotten better. Well, some of us have gotten better and better and better. It's, kind of, it's just kind of the learning. Don't take, don't take down the, the, the statue. Don't, don't change the history books. The Democrats taking down statues, the Republicans changing the history books. You're all a bunch of morons. Teach the history. There were people that did good things, but they also did bad things. It's just the way it goes. And that's the way it was in those days. People thought differently. You learn, we evolve as human beings. That's kind of the process. That's how you teach history to kids. That's how they learn, and that's how we all learn not to make the same mistakes from history. But you got your two sides going through all that bullshit. Same thing. It, it's just, it, it's, it, it's hilarious how sometimes there's a lot of stuff that, you know, Rick James was a bad dude. Yeah, he did a lot of bad shit. He abused women. He was bad. But he was a great musician. It's the way it is, dude. That's why we're human beings, because we're not perfect. But you teach the history of what happened. Doesn't matter what it is. General Lee, Rick James, bitch, or whatever. Doesn't matter. I know Michael Jackson may have had some really shady past with the whole thing with kids and all that. Am I going to stop listening to Off the Wall? Sorry, I'm not. That's history, man. You can't change it. You can't, you can't change Rick James, bitch. I love his music. The guy's a freaking genius. He made Eddie Murphy a hit. That's how much of a genius it is. Eddie, oh, you think you can sing Eddie? Uh, you know what? Here, I'll, I'll help you write a hit. Rick James wrote that shit like, you know, produced it like in his sleep and made Eddie millions just by doing that. Was he the perfect person? Of course not. That's because last time I checked, there are very few perfect people. But that's what you're supposed to explain. That's how you teach history. You moronic Democrats and Republicans. I love making fun of Democrats and Republicans. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy their stupidity because it's so easy to pick on. 
Anyway, let's see. We got anybody else? This guy. Th I don't know who this guy is. This guy's a model. He's 39 today. His name is Jason Love. L-U-V. Jason Love. That's freaking awesome. And he's a model. And, you know, uh, I don't know if I would call him a good-looking model, but it's a hell of a name. By the way, Michael C. Hall. Um, what's it called? The, the Killer. What's his name? Um, the One Name uh, Show. Here, I'll just click it so I can cheat. Dexter. I should have remembered. We had a Dex yes a Dax yesterday winning and shooting uh, out. Huh? L-U-V. Yeah. He's a Miami guy? No shit. Fitness model, exotic dancer, and personal trainer. He's known as I Am Jason Love on Instagram, where he promotes his modeling work. He has gained over 700,000 followers on the, pro on the platform. Um, in 2020, he promoted men's supplements. Uh, Vigor Labs. His real name is Jason Thomas. Okay. That's all it has. Okay. Well, good for him, bro. He's made a name for himself. Big Boy, the rapper, is 49. Uh, let's see. Clark Gable was born on this date in 01. We lost him in 1960. And that is your birthdays. Yes, sir. More on the Jason Love guy here. Okay. There's a YouTube out. Okay. It's called The Surprising Story of Jason Love, Military Sniper Turned Adult Star. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, in 63, let's go with a little music history on February 1st. In 63, 17-year-old by the name of Neil Young performed professionally for the first time ever. The gig took place at a country club in Winnipeg, Canada. In 88, the cars disbanded and broke my heart. I never saw them live. God, it sucks. In 92, George Michael and Elton John went to number one with their collaboration of Elton John's song, song that is, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. All proceeds from the single went to the AIDS charity. In 1980, Blondie released Call Me, the main theme of the film, American Gigolo. Uh, in 92, Nirvana's album, Nevermind, returned to the number one spot in the Billboard charts 200 after dropping to number four briefly. In 99, 400 people were injured at Marilyn Manson's concert in Australia when the shock, shock rocker stormed off stage after the crowd and threw bottles at him, one of his guitar tech's treatments for cuts to his head. So there you go. Okay, I was, I was wrapping up the show right now. I was going to close right now. I was going to close right now. So, right, hold on a second. We need a mic because I can't hear it. Raise his, uh, raise, yeah. raise his mic there. Yes, sir. So, so you good? Big O. Yes, sir. My apologies for being late here. I had a 12 o'clock meeting. And I have to ask the beautiful question, when does that 12 o'clock meeting start? And the answer is two. And don't worry, it'll be about an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, the estimate was three. <laughs> and I just walked out of it. But as a, oh, there was a lot of uh, positive things. Yes. A lot of positive things. 
I can- it's it's uh, man. I'm exhausted though. But anyhow, it sounds weird when you say, "Wait a second, you're exhausted. You didn't dig a ditch." But I got to tell you, it's a little bit exhausting. But that being said, I have the first thing I got to talk about. What's that? The Jersey guy. The yes, Jersey guy he did well. The Jersey guy is five and two in the last two playoff weekends. Mm-hmm. That means if you followed them, if your viewers and listeners followed them. They made money. And the question, the next question would be, uh, what's it, who does he like in a Super Bowl? So I spoke with him, and here's who he likes. And I'll bet you it's somebody that you like, too. I'm going KC, bro. I, I already bet it. Wow. So he likes the Niners. Uh, I like KC. And he likes the over. What's the over? Uh, we'll check it out. I think it's, uh, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. The, uh, it wasn't a bad, we're getting it, we're getting it. No, no, I'm trying to get the sound, hold on, sound Minus two, and it is 47 and a half. Yeah, I think it was a little lower when he. I I took it at minus one, and then when it went to two, I doubled my bet, uh, because I think they're going to win. So why do you think Kansas City is the, why do you like Kansas City? Why why were they the dog last week? I got to tell you. When, when it got when it, it started at three, I bet it at three and a half. When it went to three and a half, I doubled at four, and then I added more at four and a half. And right. I got pissed because my buddy got it at five. Also, really, right? Yeah, early, right away. Go, right How away. How did you get five? And I was like, damn, dude, I wish I would have added more money because I had so much conviction that can't. This is the best defense that Mahomes has ever had. It is a very improved defense from ten weeks ago. The or- secondary will maul you. And I just don't see receivers having a field day against them. And I think that they'll control the run and they're going to force Purdy to pass. So I happen to agree with the Jersey guy. Now let's talk about it. I have this, this side note. I think Brock Purdy is the just like least uh, respected quarterback on a good football team in the NFL. Right, but I think it's. I think it's. The problem is, you you dealt with it with Brady, and you got over it quickly, right? Well, just get over it already with this guy. He was the last pick in the draft. Everybody screwed up. The guy landed in the right system, and he plays well. The guy he does a lot of right. He does a lot of things right. And that's and 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 that, you know. Bob Greasy did all the right things. Phil Phil Sims Sims did did all all the right right things. things. Good comparisons. Very good comparisons. Uh, So it it doesn't – sometimes you don't have to have the Marino arm in order for me to be wowed with who you are or or Mahomes or something. And sometimes, you know, the – you might not be great because Phil Sims wasn't great, but he played great. And, and, and he didn't make he, mistakes, too. That's great. Yes. That's greatness. Greatness is perfection when you can constantly make. I mean, dude, don't you have a couple of employees around here that you, like, say, greatness. holy shit, we have dude. More than a couple. Right, but, what I'm, but I'm just saying, yeah. every business probably has one or two people. You're like, man, where the fuck would I be without Sean? Yep. Because he's fucking great. You know what I mean? I hear you. And so 
I, I, I think that we get caught up with that, and then we, we want to put him on Mount Rushmore's, and we want, oh, no, he's got to go to Hall of Fame. No, 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 no. Phil Simms isn't going to Hall of Fame. But he'll win you every Super Bowl that you need because he's not the one that's going to screw up your game. You know what I mean? And that is who Josh, I mean, uh, Brock Purdy is. Brock has become the guy that fell into the right system with the right coach, and he makes all the plays you need. And he just doesn't wow you with anything. And maybe he's Drew Brees, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a, a decent comparison also. Although maybe Drew was uh, maybe a little Phil better. Phil Sims, whatever. Phil Sims, Phil Sims would be a great one. Bob but, Greasy, whatever, dude. I mean, you know. But, but it's Although funny. Bob Greasy was a stud at Purdue, so maybe that's a little. Yeah, because Purdue's a better school than Iowa State. No, 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 and he was a stud at Purdue. Yeah. That's the thing. It wasn't like like here he could take a back seat because the, the, the game was so dominant for him with the running game and the line. And the defense was he great. Didn't ha- Dude, he threw 19 passes in two Super Bowls. <laughs> that's a half for some guys now. That's going to be a half for 19 in probably for Mahomes. But that's because, again, Shula saw what you had to do on the sidelines and said, why am I going to risk the ball in the air? That's There's a bunch of negative shit that can happen. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, I'm getting three, four yards every carry here. And, and I've got three monsters running the ball behind and a, speedster, a monster line. And right. a speedster. So uh, so why am I going to – right, and one speedster that whenever I need him, he's there, you can't stop him. So he he's smart, and I think Shanahan is smart. He doesn't make Purdy do what he can't do. Right. And, and, and I think we just got to get over the hump and just say, bro, this guy's a hell of a freaking player and let it go already. Well, that's my point. See, my point, I guess we're saying the same thing. The media in general, the sports media in general, is a little bit like uh, poo-pooing of Brock but Purdy. Fan, but fans then follow as, as sheep. Yes. Now, now, if he wins the game and he has a very good game, maybe has one or two exceptional plays – then maybe the, the, it all the changes. perception changes a little, right? It all changes. If you beat Patrick Mahomes, I guess that's a that's a huge accomplishment. I get the fact. By see, the way, there's no such thing, just so you all know out there, because we we do this to all these quarterbacks. There's no such thing. It has never happened in the history of the game that a shitty team got to the Super Bowl and the quarterback carried them all the way to the title. <laughs> It's never happened. <laughs> it's never happened with an average team. It's never happened with a mediocre team. Everyone that's won it had a hell of a team. And in fact, it's the other way around. It's Peyton Manning that can't throw for 10 yards and wins a Super Bowl. It's Brad Johnson, who's an average quarterback at best, winning a Super Bowl. It's guys, it's, it, the quarterback's the one that gets carried to the title sometimes. The quarterback never does the carrying, ever. Okay, Joe Montana needed Jerry Rice and needed Cross to snap the ball and needed Brent Jones and needed- Dwight Clark. And Dwight Clark <laughs> and, and needed Fagan at defensive end or what, whatever it was, or Ronnie Lott or what. I mean, I can come up with names left and right that he needed in order to win all those titles. He didn't win it by himself. He didn't carry. Terry Bradshaw didn't carry a goddamn thing. He did his job, and then there was an entire team that was a monster around him. Just like, think about this. In the history of the game, it does not exist. A bad team, average team, that the quarterback carried them. It's always, if anything, it's a quarterback that's just good enough 
and the team was so dominant, and they carried the quarterback to the win. That's how it happens. But we have the reverse. We think it's the quarterback that carries the whole thing. Because I have the idiots say, oh, well, then Tua needs it perfect. Yeah, moron, so did Marino. That's why he didn't win shit either. Because he didn't have a running game. He didn't have a defense. The defense was horrible, too. And he didn't have a running game either. He never had a running game. He never had a a running game that you had to prepare for as a defense. Right. Ever. Yeah. Ever. So, so that being said, that being said, I think... I think I think that Brock Purdy. Here's what I think is going to happen: San Francisco is going to do a little something different. I, I actually think they've been holding back, and this is going out on the limb on me. But I think they're going to actually use Kittle in the Super Bowl way more than they have in the last three games. Okay. I think that's like a little bit of a you're not going to figure us out in the playoffs because Kittle was sort of like a non-entity. Yeah, no. In the last he had a two, great season. In the last three three games, yeah, he hasn't been he, used as he's much. He's not even getting targeted. Yeah. Right? So I just think the strategy is we'll keep him as somewhat of an unknown weapon that the, that defenses can't prepare for. Right. Because, oh, I guess Kittle's, you know, he's just going to be another blocking guy in the line. That's what I think is going to happen. We'll see what happens. I'm kind of – I also like the Brock Purdy story. It's a little bit, you know, hard. It's a great I mean, story. The guy, you know, the father's in the she, father's in selling spas in a flea market, and the guy comes up, and, hey, your son's starting, but, you yeah. know, for the, for the Niners right now. So it's kind of a cool story. I like. I think the Niners are going to do it. I think it's an interesting rematch too. So I happen to. I'm very fortunate, and I I thank the Lord for that. But I went to the Super Bowl the last time that San Francisco was up in the fourth quarter. And I remember saying to people, they're all celebrating in the in the stands. I'm around a bunch of 49er fans. They're celebrating already. And I'm saying, hey, you know, Patrick Mahomes being down two touchdowns isn't really a whole lot in the fourth quarter. He can he can make that that difference up. And I think it's an interesting rematch. I think that the Niners have a better defense, and I think Brock Purdy is a better quarterback than Jim Garoppolo was. When Jim Garoppolo was in the Super Bowl, Jim Garoppolo collapsed in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl. Oh, by the way, I disagree with you on the defensive side. Kansas City's defense is better. No, no, I said that the Niners' defense is better this year than it was when they played. Oh, okay. When they okay. played Kansas City in 2019. Okay. Yes. You're right. The surprise defense in the last. If you, I don't it's know if you secondary, would, bro. I know, but I don't think you would have said that ten weeks ago or eight weeks ago. Well, no. See, the difference is 10 weeks ago, their offense wasn't, you know, their offense has been, their defense has carried them the whole season. They've been great, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, they've they been phenomenal. The defense has not been the issue at all, Steve. It was the offense that Mahomes had no receivers, and finally the Rasheed Rice kid has kind of grown up this year. Yeah, that, he's gotten he, a little, in the last well, eight he's the game, draft pick. He's the draft pick. He's yeah. the only one. But the other guys, and and... Actually, the guy they got from Green Bay made uh, Vas- Vasquez. He made Vas- he's made actually a couple plays couple, the last couple two weeks. Critical catches, two, yeah. Two the, the last, the, the big catch at the end of that game yeah. was enormous. Yes, and so that's what wasn't happening for them, and so the burden was on the defense to keep them close all the time. Uh, to me, uh, that's why I think this they win the game because that defense is what's carried them overall in Kansas City. It's a it's a tough it's a tough pick. I think that. You know, I'm going with the Jersey guy. Jersey guy's on over. Jersey guy's on 49. He's five and two, right? He's five and two. I'm going to go with him. Listen, make sure your people know. Always, when you sign up for sports bet, it's not too late. 
Well, we told it's, them. It, we got it there. Tell it every day. Every day it's $100 sign up. first bet. Remember, don't use – if you have a Hard Rock account already, it, you want to get the free $100 first bet, the no-regret first bet. Use that QR code right there or go – if you're listening to the podcast, go to the Hialeah Park website and do it through there. But don't use the same email or phone number that you use for your Hard Rock accounts. Use a different one, okay, so you can get the free $100. One last thing. Yes, sir. So you, you had, in previous shows you had talked about, I'm going to change direction now, off okay. of football. So, hey, what, what are you giving, what's the next car you're giving away? So we, we finally made a call. I don't know. I need uh, your opinion. Dude, my, I screwed up. I just gave you Larry Schlossberg's number for Acura through the electric car. I know. Okay. So we didn't go. We went with a different direction. Okay, well, next time. We went electric. Oh, really? Mustang Mach-E. Wow. Mustang Mach-E, March 30th. Mustang Mach-E, it's a pretty cool oh, car. I, I drove it. it. I it's, know a exactly. pretty, I, it's a pretty I've never car. driven it, but I've seen it, and it's really cool. It's really and nice. And listen, it's our local guy here in Hialeah. You know, shout Gus out Machado? Gus Machado. Okay. You know, he's our he's our guy. Well, the, the the group over there is fantastic. It's all good. And so it's a little bit. You know, we're keeping it in the uh, in the Hialeah family. Right. And uh, so we're going electric. We're going electric again. This is our second electric car. I think they're just like a fad. <laughs> not a fad, but they're like a like a cool toy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, yeah. they're, they're, they're not the most functional things yet. Maybe well, someday they will. But they're, they're not. As long as, as long as you have a charger at home, you're good, dude. Yeah, yeah. And so, most people do, I guess. Most people, a couple once thousand. Once you buy a car. Yeah, if you're spending 70000 on a car, you're going to buy spend two, you know a couple thousand bucks on a charger in your garage. It's not even that much. It's, yeah, I, I heard it was like, whatever, 1000 2000 whatever it's, it is. It's, it's not really, it's not, well, the installation, all that, it's probably, yeah, that's yeah. probably the Yeah, payments. I don't think it's more than 2000 but maybe yeah. it's less. But I, anyway. think, I think it is less, actually. But it's still, either way, you, you get, it, it, it's, don't start thinking you could go travel around the country. That's, no. that's the whole, that's where we, we're not even prepared for that. <laughs> we're shit. like, we're like 10 years away from that. But anyway, I just wanted to sum it up. Shout out to the Jersey guy. I know that you, you think, sometimes you're a little distant on the Jersey state. Oh, yes, yes, yes. See, Even though I have cousins all over it. Listen, I, I want you to come to New Jersey. Oh, I've been to Jersey plenty of no, times. No, I want to put you on my boat in New Jersey and take you to places you'll never, you'll think this is not New Jersey. It's not Passaic? It's not Passaic. We don't go to, I don't think I've been to Passaic in 50 years, right? It's not Hoboken? <laughs> Wait a second. Hoboken's cool. Why, because of Sinatra? No, well, that's true. That's cool. That's cool. First of all, my best friend Tony was born in Hoboken, so, and, and my dentist was in Hoboken, but... It is the coolest spot. It's Wynwood of New Jersey. Oh, okay. It's oh, like if you're 25 become? to 39. Hoboken's become yeah, that? Yeah, and by the way, if you like the view of New York City, the best view of New York City is from Hoboken. Oh, really? See, if you're in New York City, you're looking at Hoboken. Right. If you're in Hoboken, you're looking uh, at, uh, well, actually, if you're in New York City, you're looking at Jersey City, which they sometimes lab label Jersey shitty. But, right, yeah. but, but it's a really cool view. It's got great restaurants. It is a vibe that is everybody. Can you see Jersey with all the fumes and the smell? And <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. That it gives it a nice like... violet color, like yeah. a nice ultraviolet color. <laughs> you know, it's a cool city. Don't pick on Hoboken. Hoboken's cool. Passaic, you can pick on. There's a lot of other places you can pick on. Newark, New Jersey. Chad says my ex-girlfriend asked me to kiss her where it smells, so I took her to Jersey. <laughs> I've been to Tom's River, and that city doesn't feel like Jersey either. That's Tom. I, I'm 10 miles south of Tom's River. I can take you to the Tom's River. 
very nice. Okay. It's very nice. It's not Passaic. It's not Nork. Nork is bad. Passaic. Yeah, Nork is, yeah. Patterson's bad. You yeah. know, Camden. I wouldn't, if you went to Camden, I'd say no. Just do everything you can not to go there. It's really bad, right? But there's really nice places. I'm my my staff tells me you're like the biggest salesman for New Jersey because I'm just defending the underdog. Yeah. It's a, it's all it is. And it's my hometown. But anyhow, it's a good place. The Jersey guy is five and two. I'm thinking that he's got two more good picks in him. And uh, we'll see what happens. And we'll oh, because he took because he's taking the Niners and the over. And the over. Okay. That's what about over under? What are you thinking? Um, forty seven and a half. I think he made his decision at forty six and a half, but. But it's uh, 47 and a half now. 47 is kind of close. It's tight. Because there's defense. If there's turnovers, then we can get there. But Mahomes doesn't really turn the ball over. you know. Well, and neither does Purdy. Right. He doesn't make mistakes, he but he, make he, could. Mis- he could. He does. He does. Yeah, when he goes bad, he goes off the, off but, the, but yeah, over, he goes off the chart. Stats. It's not really in general. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah. do it a yeah, lot. Yeah, he's had like three really bad games, and that piles up his negativity there. Yeah, but, but, but you're I, supposed to have a couple bad and games. And look, right? look you're not, you're and not, you're not even human. Listen, you're a South Florida guy. What about Joey? I mean, not Joey. Nicky Bosa. Yeah. He's a pretty good, you know, pretty good. Defensive guy, right? Oh, yeah, he is. Defensive guy, you know, defensive player of the year last year or something. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I don't be- know. I, I don't bet with the heart. I'm not saying heart, but the guy's the bet, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. And what about Chris Jones? He's not? Chris Jones is good. What about, uh, what's the other guy? The other? In, 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 <laughs> fact, in fact, whose career is more impressive, Chris Jones or, Bo- or any Boza? Well, well, personal, well, personal accomplishments or team accomplishments? Not both. I think I think Nicky's got him. No, he doesn't. How many times Chris has Chris Jones, Jones played defensive player of the year? How many times? I don't know how many times, but the guy's like the best player in the in the NFL constantly. He, he's, sacks, he's hard. To, he's hard to. He's, he's like, hard to compete he's with. He's like he's he's a game changer, dude. And he's got Super Bowls. He's got Super Bowls because of he's, the other ten guys on his team. And, but. He, and he's rarely injured. No, he, yeah, he's always he's ready to go. He's ready to go. I, and, look, and when you're a Boza. You're never healthy all the time. No, they're, they all have he, injuries. No, no, Joey more so than Nikki. They all get injured. They no, both get injured. No, no, he, Not I, as much as their dad, but they all get injured. Yeah, I think we're gonna see. I can't they're, wait to see. Hell of a players. They're great players. Don't get me wrong, but they do have their injuries. And you've already history. wagered it. You've already wagered. Yeah, because I'm afraid of the live. Now I have. I'm afraid they take the lead, and then I'll never get points again. I did this for Baltimore. The same stupid shit. Oh, man. I took all the points before the game because I was, a, I was terrified Baltimore. that once the game started, I would never get points again. And that, I was 1,000% yeah. right on that, that once, once Kansas City drove down the field and scored, they were never a dog again in the live line. I and I kept, I kept looking at it going, yeah, baby, I'm smart taking all that, all that <laughs> before. You want to give me three and a half? You want to give me four? You want to give me four and a half? Come on, stupid. Give me, give the best player in the world the points. Let's go. Three weeks and, in a row. Three weeks I, in a row. And I just or did it again. Three I games took, in a row. I took the one point, and now I took the two points. And if you want to go to two and a half and three, I'm going to add more money on Mahomes. All right. He's winning this game. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a different direction to end it. So okay. next week I'm going to bring in, me and the Jersey guy sat down, mm-hmm. and we got 13 wagers. And oh, props? Yeah, they're bizarro. Bizarro okay. wagers. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off just a little yeah, teaser until yeah, we'll next, next week. Next week, there's 13 wagers. I've already made them. Okay. And they're bizarro ones, like you know, the player props and and all that kind of things. And 
and we think uh, we think we can, we're onto something. Maybe we can think about how many you got to win to really, if you make the equal bet, you know, you got to do is win the majority, and you're right. and you're ahead. If you win, if you go uh, nine and four, you're good. Yeah. So that's next week's that's next week's show, and uh, we'll we'll sign out now. Mock E. That's right. Uh, March thirtieth. Ray says the media gets hooked on physical skills and massive stats when they see a different QB like Purdy succeed. It's weird. Exactly. And and that's why I mentioned Phil Sims and all that kind of stuff because I've seen this before. You know, a lot of this stuff repeats. It's just a different name and a different era and a different time and all that's all it is. But it's all the same stuff that goes over and over again. Uh, look, you want to question Purdy the first year and think it's freakish or whatever no, or flukish? No. You can do that on the first year that he does it. That's over. But we're in year three now. Yeah. Well, his first, his second, his, his first full year. Last uh, no. year, last year was a half a year, right? Wasn't it? No, wasn't it? No, last year was oh, a two years year. ago was yeah. So right, it's two and a half years. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. two and a half years. Yeah. I have this thing that I've been saying on my show for 20 years. Any professional player can have a good day, a good week, and even a good year. Okay, they can. They can be hot for a week, a year, a month. I saw Derek Anderson for the Cleveland Browns <laughs> have one hell of a season. I believe it was like 27 touchdowns and seven or eight interceptions or whatever. Cleveland gave him a fat contract, and he never played like that again. And I've seen that happen many times where the guy had a hot week and then never did it again. Timmy Smith had a great Super Bowl, ran for 200 right. yeah, yards. Yeah. Record at the never time. Did it. Larry Brown had three interceptions for the Raiders, got a big-ass contract for the, for the Cowboys or the Raiders? One or the other and for the Cowboys. And then the Raiders gave him a big contract, and it was a disaster. Matt Flynn played well for a couple of games for the Packers, and yeah, they then gave they... a fat-ass contract. I've watched the guys that do the aberration shit, that it's just a short time. But when you're already, this is why I always say any pro can have a good week, a good month, a good year. When you come back and do it for the second full season, two after years in have, a row, after two years they in have a row. the tape on you, then you're the real deal. That's Once you've done it for the second season, I am like, I'm done questioning you already. I'm going to give you one more thing on it. On Brock Purdy. So Brock Purdy went to Iowa State. You know, right away his pedigree isn't, you know, if he went to Notre Dame, if he went to Notre Dame, he would have been the greatest quarterback ever, you know, in the last 20 years. But he went to Iowa State, right? Right. Which is, which is. After all, Beano Cook had a guy (laughs) coming out of Notre Dame winning three Heismans. (laughs) And couldn't win three games. Right. So, so Iowa State isn't even the best college program. What was the name of that guy? Beano Cook. No, no, Beano Cook. That was the coach. No, no, Beano Cook was the, the, the guy on ESPN that had the, the four chins. Oh, oh, oh. And he made a prediction of a Notre Dame quarter. Rick Meyer? No, it wasn't Rick Meyer. Mm. It was just after Rick Meyer, I believe. Oh, the and guy that's... Beano Cook said he was going to win, like, you know, a bunch of Super Bowls or Heismans or whatever that's, the hell. That's my and, point. And, Iowa State isn't even the best football program in the state of Iowa. Exactly. Right? Anyway, so, and they only have two. So, but what, what did Brock Purdy do at Iowa State? It's been since the last time that Iowa State had four consecutive winning seasons was 1923 to 1927 or something in the 20s somewhere. But Brock Purdy was there for four years, played all four years. Now, they weren't like 13 and one. They were like eight and five. You know, know, it's It's Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa State. You know, again, the quarterback doesn't (laughs) do it by himself. 20, you know, there's. Brady, no, it wasn't Brady Quinn. Uh, he's the announcer. Yeah, that. Ron so, Wallace. 
Ron Paulus. Ron Paulus. Ron Paulus. Ron Paulus. Okay, Ron Paulus. It was probably Ron probably Paulus. didn't play three years in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> but, he didn't win three games. But yeah. so, but Brock Purdy, great in college, Iowa State. Did what he was expected. Great the last two years, uh, two years and six games or whatever the heck it's been. I don't know. I think the guy deserves more respect. Yeah. I just think that a ton. And he looks like a 19-year-old kid. It's another thing, too. So he, he doesn't look like an athlete. Yeah. You know, he doesn't look like he's but, some but, cut athletic guy. Unlike Zach Wilson, he carries himself yeah. like a pro. Yeah, he does. He's, he's a, prof, he's a pro. true professional. He, he, he is composed all the time, dude. Doesn't get rattled. Doesn't get rattled. He you makes know? a mistake, and he's not losing it and throwing his helmet and, and screaming or whatever. He he gets a touchdown. He's not, like, all going crazy over it. I, there's, there's, there's so another, much to like about him. There's, 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 there's another thing that, that's the difference between this Niner team and the Niner team that played Kansas City in 2019. Garoppolo gets flustered. Garoppolo, oh, yeah, no, of when it, when Garoppolo's it, when not the guy. He's he, not the guy. He gets flustered. He's, he's a an pretty adequate, boy. Well, he's, yeah, he doesn't want to, you know, damage his pretty face, I guess. Pretty but he, he gets flustered when it's when it's a tough play or the fourth quarter. It's or a it's shame. Just, it's a shame because he has the 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 <coughs> talent to be a really good quarterback in this league, but he doesn't have the dog in him. No, 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 no. He he, he, he might be just. Doesn't have the dog in him. Yeah, he he's uh, he's a little he's, little too much. GQ, protecting bro. his pretty face. He's GQ. He's a, yeah, he's a yeah. metrosexual. But, in, in but that's not Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's just like a little kid saying, right. "What do I? I'm supposed to do the right thing, so I'll just keep doing the right thing." And I, I'm believing in him. Right. Anyhow. No, I got you. I got all you. right, I, guys. I just believe in the best player in the world more. That's all. <laughs> On a very good defense. <laughs> On the great. With a great, very his a, best defense he's ever had. In the last eight weeks to ten weeks, they have improved. Massly, hats off to Spagnolia. Oh, he's awesome. I mean, come on. He's always been awesome. Spags is that's that's, that's never a, changed. And think about Spags. Really, was a poor head coach. Well, that there was a whole bunch of them like that. Yeah, yeah. He just, we just had a defensive coordinator that was terrible head coach in yeah, Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all the uh, Brandon Stanley was terrible at Saint and <coughs> with the Chargers, and he's going to get a job as a defensive coordinator. And he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. Yeah. And by the way. There's nothing wrong with that. Look, Spags went to Kansas City with Andy Reid, and it's been nothing but fantastic for him. You're right. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. But anyhow. All right, my man. Appreciate Thank you. Sports. You, so. Sign so up for the, the sports book. Mustang, so Mustang. Maki, March 30th. So come on out and play uh, the slots. And every time you're playing the slots, you're getting an entry in there. And you never know, baby. You might win. You got to be present. By the way, on March 30th? March 30th. You got to be present March 30th, 1, 1 a.m. again? No, no, it's a Saturday the 30th. 1 a.m. again? Yeah, it's 1 a.m., which is really the thir 31st, but it's it's Saturday. When you wake up that day, it's March 30th. Right. <laughs> when right. you go to bed, I don't know what time you go to right. bed. It might be March 31st. Right. <laughs> so On the 30th at 1 a.m., which is really 31, but really on the 30th. Casino the night, day 30th. The night of the 30th, come on over and stay till 1 a.m., and then they... Giveaway because you have to be present in order to take the car, so. and you and you and you start earning the entries on March first. So I'm just oh, okay. I'm giving your viewers a little bit of a head okay, start. So you here. got a month. You got a you month. Give, giving you guys a little bit of a head start. You got a month. You don't. You don't. You, you got to wait a month to start getting. Well, you can come out now and do lots For of other sure. things too. You know, right. we but have the loosest slots. We have family for entries. <laughs> for entries. I'm saying for oh, entries. Yeah, yeah. You got to wait a month. Entries March first. Yeah, you yeah. Wait yeah, a month yeah. for the entries. That's all, of course. Alrighty. All right. I uh, appreciate you, my brother. Thank All right, you boss. Always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again.
All right, y'all. Appreciate you all out there. Uh, thank you for those of you that send in any kind of donation. Appreciate it. Thanks to Mr. Steve Calibro getting it done. The Brunetti family, as always, making it nice and easy for us. Great supporters of our platform. We will see you tomorrow. Where are we at tomorrow? We're in we're, we're in Acura tomorrow? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're, we're in Acura tomorrow. Yes, we are in Acura tomorrow. 10 a.m. We'll see you at Acura. Y'all be good out there. Have a great one.